listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Live, live from the Toad Hop Network studios in Hollywood. This, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com, the best in the world. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. It's the Craig Shoemaker Show with Craig Shoemaker, Sarah Sweet, and Joel Geist. Oh my God! Who sent you here? Dr. Drew he diagnosed the Love Master character a severe. Well, he's actually a sociopath. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be fair. He's a sex addict sociopath. So, so there we go. We have Neil Hughley coming up. When you told me about you know your kid that you adopted that was clairvoyant. I told you the story about how he came. It was the dumbest, most <laughs> low level. It was like the Geraldo Rivera tomb of psychic Adam Carroll is now walking in, carry like a buck slip. It's like if paper got a boner. <laughs> Tom Bergeron, I'm like, what am I doing here? And Tom was actually played the game. I played against slow Adam. <laughs> oh, wow. And this didn't go in your book? I lost. It was... <laughs> Are you in South Africa? Yes, motherfucker, I'm in Johannesburg. <laughs> He's in the Matrix. Useless as tits on a bull. Make sure to visit our website, craigshoemakershow.com. We're flying without a producer today. Oh, God. Can my, we survive? You're so loud. Oh, Can you oh, turn yes, mine right. down? No, the, okay, really? It's like blowing my ears. That was the first time I've ever seen you act like a diva. Can you do... It was a, it was a little bit diva-like. Do something. Yeah, I, <laughs> you even tossed your... You even tossed the backwards wrist. Yeah, Do something. It's repulsing me. Take care of me. It wasn't even like a, a request. Can I get him to get me coffee too? Where is Stefan? <laughs> I can't work like this. I can't work for free Obviously, like this. I'm, I'm going to pay you some money today. No. Yeah, I'll pay you some money. I'll, I'll, I'm going to go it's in It's not going to be enough. Where's my freaking wallet? I didn't notice I didn't have a microphone until just now. Hold on, wait a second. I didn't know. You guys take over the show for a second. Sure. Hi, so, Joel. My wallet's hey. missing. That's check your pockets. It's probably the podcast right. you did before. Don't. There it is. Here it is. We're good. Okay. All right. You get. You guys do that, by the way. I'm a I'm a panicker. Yeah, I did I, that today with my computer. I could have sworn it was in my uh, work desk, and I opened the drawer and it was gone. And I had like 30 seconds of just rage, like who stole my computer? Oh, you do that too? Yeah. I'm made fun of by my sister and my my family. Everybody goes. <laughs> I always go. Somebody stole my wallet. Somebody, it's always somebody stole. Yeah, yeah. I think it started. It might have started when I was seven. My bicycle was someone. Someone stole my bicycle, and they really did. I, I know they did. I misplaced it. I really did steal it. It's hard to lose a bicycle. Most of the time, when someone says, "I mean, I'm, I've been in mall parking lots. Somebody stole my car." Yeah. You know, I know I parked it here. I, I, I always go to somebody stole instead of just uh, to, you know realizing that most of the time it's me misplacing. Yeah. yeah. And now these days with um with so many things to carry, you know, you got your wallet, you got your money, you got your uh your cell phone. Yeah. I always feel like Batman, you know. I, I, How I, do you I, mean? Well before Batman <laughs> before Batman left on a mission, he had to make sure that he had the right things in his utility belt. Do you think he ever checked? I don't I wasn't that Michael Caine's job. <laughs> well, that's I don't true. think that he was Alfred. like, wait, let me make sure I have my repelling rope. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Do I and have my, my what bat spray? What else fucking I have? Think I, I Some think I'm missing my... Flying <laughs> bat daggers. <laughs> Alfred? I think on this mission I'm going to need those, my yeah. flying bat daggers. Because he always had a different thing that always yeah. it would appear. 
So he would like have to, you know, like you sort of have to tap yourself down. It's like I'm, I, I frisk myself all the time yeah. before I leave the house. I go, Pot, like, like the, wallet, I'm patting myself down, like yeah. it's a, like I'm entering the country from Jamaica. Why and do they think people I have check marijuana. if they have testicles? Like, I, like testicles, testicles, wallet, and lunch. Yeah, tes- I mean they're there. We do check for the balls. Yeah. Yeah, no, we don't check to see Question if about balls really quick. Oh, great. No, <laughs> okay. really quick. Now, let's take some time with this. If they have... You can't just do a really quick question about balls, Sarah. Well, <laughs> if... Like, okay. I, if they're small, but the penis is big, how hmm. does that happen? Interesting. <laughs> I haven't experienced that, that before. before. Do they grow? Do they get Apparently bigger? It's happening now. Do the balls get bigger? You mean with with age or like uh, with uh, with meddling <laughs> with massage? Yeah. What do you mean? Do they get bigger? I guess those are the balls. Those I think when you're balls. I think when you're uh, at uh, an adult, yeah. I don't think that they grow anymore. We could always get a call. Wasn't where we were going to go with the podcast <laughs> today, but we could always go to the callers because yeah. they answer all of our questions. Three two three six two two eight six two three. Let us know. Do testicles grow? <laughs> but it's not like Are a sign. Are we doing of- this again? I swear. I wrote. Look at this. My list of things to. It's I, my fault. I, I want to go conscious today. Yeah. Okay, let's go conscious. I've got people listening that I'm going to see this weekend from a temple. All right. You know, they want to hear how spiritual our show is. Yeah. I'll ask about balls during the break. No, that's okay. No, I really. We could get to some sort of a conscious answer. But do you guys think that it's uh, are they embarrassed by ball size or it's more like the the shaft? Uh, are they embarrassed by ball size? Yeah. I remember one time I saw my friend Stanley. We were doing a play, we were rehearsing, and he wore these jeans. And I I finally said to him, "Look, I'm not gay, and I'm not really checking, but I can't help it." I said, "Do you have big balls?" <laughs> <laughs> because they were like down, like you know, way low on his jeans, and he goes. Yeah. If balls made a porno star, I'd be one. <laughs> That's He's, what he said. They were big but balls. it was only his balls, though, his, his whole sack thing. Yeah. They were you see where you they, took me? They were just really low. Yeah, sorry. They were really low. They were low riders. Yeah, that freaks me out. I know it does. I hope that never happens get, to Because they just get those drop. Balls keep dropping. Yeah. I know. It's like, like a woman's It's tits. like every day when you get older is New Year's in New York. The ball <laughs> just keeps dropping. And one time we were... Uh, I went with Cindy Crawford to this um, event for a weekend. You know Cindy Crawford, the of model? Who? <laughs> Her name's Cindy Crawford. She, Who's that? She's a big <laughs> model. Right she was a model, and I we went to this. Richard Gere. She yes, dated, yes, yeah. yes. There, uh, yeah, so this is after Richard Gere. She and I went to this. How's that weird? Men are from Mars. Mark? Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus uh, weekend. You guys went together? Yeah. And Were we, you dating? And we went to this event in Long Beach, and then she left her camera in my car. And we were driving me, Stanley, the guy with the balls. Yeah. Me, Stanley, and this uh, woman, Heather, who's actually on uh, Real Housewives of uh, Orange County now. We have to have her on the show. Yeah. Heather and her sister. And he goes, oh, he goes, there's a camera back here. He's in the back seat. We're driving to Irvine. <laughs> I go, oh, it's Cindy Crawford's camera. And he goes, do you think Cindy would like a picture of my balls? <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> yes, I do. So he reaches down. And I hear this scream from the back from Heather's sister, Skylar. Ah! He pulls out the balls like it's like a forget-me-not bouquet. Gross. And he makes a bouquet of them and snaps the picture. And then, and then when Cindy got the camera and developed the pictures, I'm sure that was a real treat. Yeah, that's gross. Thank you, Craig, for that one. So anyway, 
Balls, I don't think. I think they stay the same. The uh, the actual testicle that's in there. So right. this person, but it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Not doesn't at it all. wouldn't even matter if there was zero, as long as you got the other thing that yeah, you need. Yeah, totally. Okay. I just wonder. I was just wondering if guys felt like, uh, like uh, I don't know, insecure about ball size. How about uh, uh, no? Unless they're like super big, I guess. Then you might be a little insecure. I know some one bald guys that are not real happy about one that. nut willies. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's what they're all called, One Nut Willies. Yeah. Let's go on to Zuska Light. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're about yeah. mind, body, and spirit on our show. Now body. we're trying to take care of our body. bodies, okay? Yeah. And um, I got my report back, by the way, for my health insurance. Oh, how and is it? I have bad cholesterol. And I mean literally bad cholesterol, like it's the bad overwhelming the good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like if it were going, so to, if we're going back to you? Batman, the Joker's winning. Okay, on this one, all right. Yeah, yeah there's there's more. Uh, there's a bad ratio. So for my health insurance, they don't so want to insure this you. This is really good time. No, they are. They're going to. I have a great insurance guy, Malibu Insurance Biz. Go okay. there. If I had I'm money, not just I saying would. that. Yeah. But you you need insurance. Go to Ted or just email me. I'll hook you up with Ted. All right, I'll email. Ted's you. amazing. Ted Silverberg. But he did get me the great policy because that was my only issue was the cholesterol. It's did you know? I didn't know this. That you could be really fat or really skinny and still have bad cholesterol. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had no idea. I thought, ah, I'll just lose a few pounds. There goes the cholesterol. Nope, that doesn't work like that. And it's hereditary. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So I think there must be some. If any of my family spoke to me, I could find <laughs> these things out. I always love the the doctors. They go over your your chart and they uh. say, "Your is there any history?" <laughs> and I want to say to them, why don't you call my mom? Maybe, why don't you call my mom and maybe you'll get an answer? Because she's not answering my emails. I'll call her. Do you want me to call her on the show? <gasps> that would be Whoa. I would, would totally be. call her. I have an epiphany with my mom the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let's talk about our bodies. Okay, we'll talk about our bodies and we'll get back to my mom. And I have a little bit of a complaint with uh, this whole getting in shape thing. Okay, so we're all going to Zuska Light, who is the, probably one of the top... She's one of the top fitness instructors in the whole world. Yeah. And she came in here and we started with, I thought I was going to die that day. And that was only eh, 30 seconds. <laughs> it was 30 seconds. Oh, the day but, she was in here. Yeah, the day yeah, she was yeah, in here. Yeah. So then Joel and I went with Stefan, yeah. our producer who's normally here. We went to her studio yeah. and we learned these new moves. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, Joel, but uh, first of all, I noticed what you noticed was Joel was a little cocky. He went in just like he is with psychics. <laughs> he's just, you know, Joel's always the skeptic of our group. Yeah. So he's yeah. a little skeptic. Goes ten minutes. What's ten minutes gonna do? Yeah. A ten minute workout. Yeah. That's nothing. That's like popping a zit. That's no, that's boom nothing. Right. This is what Joel's perspective was. Yeah. yeah. Shows up real cocky. He's got the new age clothing. I totally thought I was going to kick everyone's ass. Yeah. yeah. I thought I, when you came over to show me it, I thought I was going to kick everybody's ass. And really? I was dying. Joe, I want the actual report because I did not see Sarah. Is she is she really good or, well, or is she oh, behind like I was doing it too and I was dying as well. <laughs> so so were, I couldn't really watch. You had sweat in your eyes. Yeah. You <laughs> I mean, I know I got up and we were all huffing and puffing. and I'm amazed. I, I think Zuska Light is on to something because yeah. she does short workouts, which yeah. that's an issue for people. You know, you got to stand in line. It's something you, go to the... you can do. It's manageable, but yet, like, it kills your body the next two days. I couldn't not walk down my stairs. I was dying the next two days. Oh, my I... shoulders hurt so bad. After 10 minutes, we did a 10-minute workout, and yeah. it was more just kind of a demonstrational thing. And I was dying for days. Yeah. 
So you you got the demo. Imagine the real yeah. thing. You know, when you drive the real car. I I thought that I was not going to be able to perform in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it was. I had a show in Denver, yeah. and like an idiot. This is typical shoemaker. I my you know my friends have this thing they call shoe. Yeah. Why just do when you can overdo? Yeah. Because I always overdo things. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I go to Denver, and I just had got this. I got this cholesterol check, and my weight is up. You know, it's up a little bit right now. So I said, "Oh man, I got to I got to do this Zuska light workout." And she even said, she even gave me the word like, "You do this, <laughs> you make fool of me." <laughs> she didn't say it like yeah. that. Yeah. All of a sudden, I made her into Boris <laughs> from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. When the cameras are do off, this. she's a slave driver. Do, yeah, she's yeah. she's too sweet. She's but so she's sweet. actually saying, "No, you has to have to commit to this program." Yeah. 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 And the subtext is, "You'll make me look bad." <laughs> For sure. Because I'm a great before. I'm a great before. Wasn't I a great before? <laughs> you were excellent before. Yeah, I even wore clothes. Because I know that there's going to be an after shot. I went and bought new clothes for Have my you after in pictures. a swimming suit? No, no, no. The, in, I can't wait to get naked for this. What? The after shots. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? We're going to take after shots that are naked? I didn't even heard. I wasn't there for this meeting. <laughs> no. Now that I'm not going to go. I just mean in a swimming suit. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't they want to see us our after with us rocking bodies? Right. In yeah. a and they're giving suit. us a month to do this, okay? Fuck. So every other day we have to do the Zuska Light workout. Yeah. How you been doing? Huh? And how have I, I been doing? Yeah. Well, I told you. I and by the way, there's not always room. I'm a big dude. Yeah. I'm not making excuses, but my last one in Denver, I was in a condo, big giant condo, uh -huh. but it was like hard woody floors yeah. and that kind of vibe. I did it. I was in the closet. <laughs> what? I did it in the, the closet. Was closet. Big that was the only place that was uh, big enough that had carpeting. Yeah. Because they have this one move you can't just do anywhere. I don't like this move. Which, which one, one is it? And this is the hardest one. I was going to ask Joel which one you found to be the most difficult. You know what it is? Uh, under the, the prisoner. Wire? Oh, the prisoner get up? The prisoner get up. Yeah. You put your hands behind your head. Put your hands behind your bed like you're handcuffed. Back. And then you fall to the ground. Yeah. Now you have to get up with no hands. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. What? <laughs> it's my favorite move. Seriously? I don't know Seriously. I was wondering this. I said, is this is this only my difficulty? I have a bad hip, too. My hip has been hurting. So I have a really tough time getting up. Well, I'm like 20 years younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Listen, ones... hey, 20 years younger. I guarantee I do more push-ups than you. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's my hardest. And that's I my am easiest. such a weak link. Like a, on the push-ups. I can't do push-ups. I'm terrible at push-ups. Oh, good. I can't you do You know it. why? You know why? Because you're young. Really? <laughs> I just really? had to get you back. No. But that, that's never going to hurt anybody. You know what? You're young. But here's what's... Is this happening to you guys? What? Is uh I'm getting bigger. Like, I, that's the part that I don't like. It's like it's pushing. Like, I don't have a lot of fat, but it's pushing the fat off that I have. <laughs> under, like, uh, the muscles are coming. but the f And so I'm ex like I'm bigger. My Everything about me is a little bigger, and I hate it. We should ask Zuska about this because well, there, um, yeah. I'm, get I'm wondering this. I'm trying to lose weight, but I'm does the muscle have uh, – you gain weight with muscle, don't you? Because I think muscle, I'm getting bigger muscles. Well, it still depends on what weight? you're – it depends on what you're eating still. Like, you can work out all day long. I'm eating very well. If you're still well. eating like crap, you're not no. going to lose weight. No, I'm eating very well. My garden is in, by the way. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I'm Mr. Go out to the garden and get my meal. Then you should be fine. So I'm, I, you would think but working I would be, out but does two things. It makes what? it speeds up your metabolism, so you tend to eat more because you're hungrier more problem. often. Yes. So if you're not careful, you will put on weight. But the weight should become muscle, 
And then once you put on all that muscle underneath that's your layer weight. of fat, then you have to do like the real dieting to then like shed all that fat on top. Jeez. Oh, oh, this sounds terrible. Did you have terrible. a private session with Zuzka Light? No, I, 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 from? I from you know workout from, magazines and work <laughs> actor friends of mine <laughs> that have done the regiments. Oh, that sounds magazine. terrible. So do then I'm going to have to workout magazines seriously. I do, not seriously, but I glance at them sometimes. <laughs> what, does that, what does that mean? You can't just glance at them. You have to get them sent to your house. No, you, you have to actually purchase one. Barnes and Noble and oh, you're just flipping through. Oh, so you've got all this knowledge from one. You're just hanging out at Barnes well, no, and Noble, had, and all of a sudden, Joel I've had is my friends. expert now. I'm going, Joel, Joel does a lot. He does a lot of workout people. stuff. He, he does. Yeah, he did in back in the day, not too long he ago. Did, oh, believe yeah. me, back in the day, I saw him two weeks ago. He was suffering. Was back bad. in the day, day, day. No, back in the day, true. day. Only a few days ago, he was down for the count. I he was huffing and puffing. I like believe I it. Was. I saw him huff and puff at my house. You and did. Then I kicked him out because I needed to go take a nap <laughs> <laughs> because it was so intense. You had to take a nap. Yeah, fuck yeah, I did. That's what made you nap it was a workout. It's the opposite with me. I can't nap after a workout. Oh, it hurts so bad. And and it hurts so bad. But I don't want to. I don't want to get fat and then have to get like work out get fat and then have to lose weight and keep working out well, this won't. sounds like a long process of like <laughs> where it's just like give me cigarettes and i keep my thin thin face oh my and God. figure Suska, don't listen to don't that listen. don't listen to that she didn't no. show up the first day let's throw her out of this fine i'm out fuck you guys <laughs> no it, it's you're just, done it's just a risk if you don't watch what you eat because if you're working out more you're going to be hungrier so a lot of people just start gorging on bad food, and that's why you get fat. I'm gorging on good food. food. I really you're am. Fine. No, I'm not. I'm, I've actually, I'm not losing weight right now, and I know well, how to lose weight too. You know, but I muscle weighs more Atkins. than fat too. So I love that the all Ugh. meat, just keep eating meat. Ugh, terrible. I know it's terrible, but it's delicious. I just <laughs> love meats. I'm trying to cut that down, so I'm eating a lot of the the garden stuff. That's good. So I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, I hope. And then here's the other thing is. Like you know, Joel just sounded like an expert, didn't he? Yeah. I know and meanwhile, then then you vet him, and he goes, "Yeah, was paging through a magazine." No, <laughs> whatever. He's done things. a lot. Okay. Okay. He's okay. done a lot. Okay, but he sounded like an expert. And yeah. This is typical me. I go for whatever expert. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My friend, I said, "Man, you look good in Denver." Uh huh. He goes, "Yeah, I, I lost twenty seven pounds," and then, and he's on niacin. What's that? Niacin's B3. It's called. I can't believe you guys don't know what niacin. Is. I mean, I've heard of B vitamins. I, it's B3. It's niacin, but you have to have a certain type. He takes me to the health food store because I said, he goes, it's great for cholesterol. I said, like, ah, ah, yeah. I've been looking for this. I'm going. This is meant to be. He takes me to the, the store, and I did the niacin. In the the and of course shoe overdue. Yeah. I did a thousand milligrams my first time. My body instantly. Whoo, <laughs> I had flat, hot, I was completely hot and sunburned. Oh. My whole body turned red. It looked like I was Karen Silkwood in a nuclear reactor. Oh, my God. Scrubbing down with a... <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I turned bright red and my uh, itchy and everything else. And I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hooked. Yeah, I'm hooked. I'm hooked on this. I'm hooked on a whole new feeling. I'm hooked on a itchy and... The thing <laughs> that I working? wanted to ask uh, Zuska yeah. is about the weight thing. Because I think the biggest thing is like to not pay attention to the scale. Because weight really doesn't matter. Okay. Because like, I, what I would love to ask her, and right. I don't know if she would say, is how much she weighs. Because someone like her 
probably weighs a good 10, 15 pounds more than like because she's a muscular. skinny fat person who's like skinny but not in shape. Uh huh. And so, yeah, girls and guys pay way too much attention to the weight. Well, then you're, it doesn't matter. I should do that because I literally will go on the scale uh, pre poop, after poop, be it pre poop, <laughs> post poop, yeah. post pee. Post, I do the whole thing in the shower, out of the shower because yeah. I pee in the shower. Weights are Did I say too much? Anyway, <laughs> so I, I weigh myself constantly. Yeah. And it's probably not good. No, I don't think it is. Well, because some days I feel really great. I go, oh, my God, look at that weight loss. And then and some days I don't. Yeah, it's like water retention. Oh, my God, look at how I'm great and doing great. <laughs> I think Zuska Light should come up with a whole other program. You know what the program would be? What? Lots of sex. <laughs> is, there, is, there, is there a fitness program of sex? I think You so. combine porn and a workout. Porn? Why weird porn come in? Well, that well, you make. I'm saying self porn. So, like, I mean, yeah. what you? In other words, you go hey, one, two, three. Yeah, I mean, like you, the moves that'll get your that that'll tone your muscle. Because sometimes I feel like I'm doing sex wrong when it doesn't. Like it doesn't feel like much of a workout for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like more for the guy, and they're like, and I'm like, should I do something different? <laughs> you should combine it with the Zuska moves and like put your hands behind your back. And yeah. like do the surrender to the guy. Oh, and and fall down, fall down Get on up. his penis. Here we are. We're back again. You're gross. Yeah, I knew it was coming. I'm Just gross. <laughs> you can't even go there. If you're having I'm a gross, gross off. You I'm would actually grossest. win out of all of us. I'm the. I'm which is the really dirtiest. weird. Nasty. I'm. It's <laughs> true. I don't like. I'm. I don't think your mom listens anymore. I have does a potty she? mouth. You've been very pottyish lately. She, she doesn't. Hates sex talk. Does she listen anymore? No, she hates sex talk. She hates um, anything that I do creatively right now. Too. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, well, this brings, us, this brings us into the mom thing again, okay? No. Now, how are we? Let's have a check-in with our parents. By the way, I want to do a laffidation. I want to do a laffidation today. We haven't done one in a long time. That's no. true. Those of you who don't know what it is, it's uh, you have obstacles in your life. You have things that um, prevent you from having inner Shangri-La, inner happiness, right? Mm. There's a lot of things, uh, these giant walls that either we create or they're created for us or whatever it is. could be health. could be wealth. It could be your mind. It could be your body. It could be something that is in our way of having uh, achieved this happiness and fulfillment, right? Yeah. Every one of us has something. Yeah. So what the lapidation does is it breaks down those walls and um, it causes you to go into a new space. Mm. Of healing, of revealing, and so on, and that's what the laffidation does. We haven't done one in a while. Yeah, Joel now, has never done one. <sighs> Don't out me like that. <laughs> she totally outed you. She absolutely outed you. Uh, and she did it like brattily. She was, it was sort of bratty. Like, oh, reminding me of my kids. Yeah, it's like a my younger kid. sister. Thing to do. It reminded me no. just of my kids. They're always ratting each other. J J Justin's on the wrong side of the couch. You told him not to go on. Yeah. Really? You had to tell me that? Yeah. <laughs> and you just said, Joel's never done one. He's never done one. Yet. I, I think you were trying on. to deflect because you have one to do. You no, need to I do don't. a laugh a day. I like Joel's <laughs> do one. something going on with no, you. No, Dad. <laughs> yes, I, yes, you do. No. Yeah, you do. You have something going on, I can tell. Now, Joel always has something going on, but he needs to reveal it more. Yeah. Joel, <laughs> we're on to you now. Joel, oh, one. God. Joel has, has everything one. going on right now. You Joel do? is yeah I I uh, I'm I'm at the end of a rope in my life. Wow. Okay. I've been in LA ten years. Should I be saying this or should I be laughing about this? <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 no! This is great. This is great. Yes, you no. shouldn't be saying you should, we're going to do a laffidation because it really does end of the rope is exactly where we want the laffidation <laughs> to take place. 
we can't go to lapidation through it. You know, you're happy and fulfilled and all that kind of stuff. No, you've got to come from this place, and it's going to change the whole dynamic. Your whole system of living is going to change right now. We're going to do lapidation. Mm-hmm. All right, so here mm-hmm. we go. All right, folks, do it along with us. All right, that's it. Take a big, deep breath through your nose. You can even call us sometimes. See, it starts with a giggle. That's where it starts. It starts with a giggle. Giggles are contagious. <laughs> even if you fake it. <laughs> it's absolutely silly. So that's a thing. You guys keep going. I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to teach people how to do a guided lapidation. Just think of something really silly. Even this. How stupid it is. Listen to other people's giggles. I'm getting lightheaded already. Thinking, <laughs> <laughs> his voice crazy. <laughs> Do I sound crazy? See that? It's whatever you're going to laugh at, just understand: a laughter is contagious. So is depression. So is yawning. Did you know yawning is contagious? If you yawn, look, you're yawning right now. It's going to make me yawn. But no, so does laughter. So start just giggling. You start faking it till you make it. Even faking laughing is causing a lot of things. Listen, we know you fake a lot of things, Sarah. Start faking your laughter. <laughs> I know it. I've talked to some people. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what we do is we laugh, and then we express some of the things that are getting in our way in our life. <laughs> do it along with us, folks. Even if you think it's nuts, just do it. Speed it up. Do it anyway. No, I'm not speeding up. This is going to be a long one. <laughs> She snort left. <laughs> that one's real. <laughs> Who else does this? <laughs> Did you sign up for this? So you feel like you're out of your mind for free. <laughs> for free, you're doing this for free. Every week. We don't, pay, we don't get paid a dime. <laughs> and we probably we never, will. <laughs> never will. We thought we were at the Gold Rush of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah signed up. I don't have any more fans after this podcast. <laughs> I'm losing people. <laughs> Even my mother's gone. <laughs> That's what you're thinking. <laughs> oh no, we got to go back to Joel. All right, he's do lapidation. All right, so so. <laughs> even if you see, even if you do uh, it in a fake way, just go. I'm in the. I'm gonna do it for you. I'm gonna do the yeah, first line for okay. you. All right, I'm at the end of my rope. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing in L.A. anymore. <laughs> I've been here ten years and I haven't made any ground. <laughs> he's getting nowhere. I'm selling all my possessions. <laughs> I have no place to live. He's broke (laughs) and he's working here for free. (laughs) What else, Joel? This is the most creative thing I do with my week. (laughs) I work in a cubicle the other five days. (laughs) He's in a cubicle. (laughs) This is is getting out of the Uh, cubicle. Uh, he moved here 10 years ago. I want to be in a cubicle. <laughs> do free stuff. <laughs> come on, what else? What else? What uh, else? Come on, let it go. I, I don't know. I, uh, Relationship. Come on, come on, come on. I, I, I don't know. I no, want to. No, just keep laughing. Say it. No, don't, just don't, don't think. Don't think. I, I, I got nothing. I want to move to Tibet and build houses or something. <laughs> 
how bad it is. He'd rather be a monk at this point. I'm sure that was in his creative dreams in college. I want to be a monk. I think Joel's going to start crying. Uh, <laughs> I'm not laughing. I never even been to Tibet. I want to go there. Anything's better than this. No creative vision anymore. <laughs> He dyed his hair for a short film and didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Come on, say uh, it, say I, it, I, express I, it. You can do it. I, I don't, I don't. Come on, you can do He's it. Sweating. Come up with worse stuff. Come up with worse things. I'm sleeping in uh, people's living rooms. <laughs> He's on a couch. I have a car I can't afford. All dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> I've never uh, done one before where I heckle. I know. You totally <laughs> heckle him every And then Joel's like, He wouldn't bring it out on himself. I had to do it for him, for God's uh, sakes. You eventually, you get to do it oh, yourself. And you just expose all this stuff yourself. Yeah. But I thought I'd initiate that some things. That was good. I really was laughing. Increase the, increase the losing. I'm glad you guys both got there. I'm <laughs> not sure. you got to increase, increase how bad you feel about yourself. Wow. That's, how, that's, oh my how, God. that's how low you go to get up. Yeah. Okay, that's the whole idea with the lapidation. All right, now. Now, check in. How's your heart rate? How's your blood? Is it flowing? You feel lightheaded, right? Yeah. Okay. Is your blood flowing and pumping? Do you feel like a more, more of a pump? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's good for you to laugh. It's yeah. aerobics on the inside. Yeah. Zeusca lights for the outside, for the muscles and so forth, but we're for the inside. <laughs> Laughter initiates these things. That's very, very good for you to laugh. So I hope that some people went along with us today. And we would love you to email us, tweet us, or Facebook us to let us know how that worked for you. What is it like when you're listening to us doing a laugh a day? <laughs> yeah, please don't. <tell laughs> yeah. No, wait a minute. Maybe. It's like, you know what's funny is our next lapidation will be about how bad we were heckled on this lapidation. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst thing. Ever. I felt so bad, and Craig made me feel worse. <laughs> it was the stupidest thing. I turned it off, and I'll never listen again. <laughs> See, that's we could do the lapidation on that next <laughs> on time. So anything, please really. go to our Facebook page, uh, Laugh It Off uh, podcast, podcast, uh, and also we're Haha ha, Laugh It Off on Twitter. Uh, Craig Shoemaker fan page. You could go there and just press like and say uh, say how that went for you. Mm. What was your response? Or you can call us after the break that we're about to take at three two three six two two. Eight six two three. We'd love to know if you participated in in the lapidation, the guided lapidation. Mm -hmm. How did that make you feel? I, I want to hear your response. We need to know who's out there and and how that felt for you. And we hope we hope that it did <laughs> lift you up to another level. We'll oh talk God. to we'll talk to Joel about his response right after these words. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording, you a**hole? 
to leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home with style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's a breeze. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphone. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruff. System 2. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. Hey, Toad Hop listeners, this is Josh. And this is Ross. From the Josh and Ross Radio show. program. It's on live every Tuesday night from 7 to 9 Pacific time. And I, what would you say this show's about, Ross? Well, I think it's, you know, two male perspectives. Very strong male strong perspectives. Strong male yep. perspectives. I come from one point of view, and you come from... The, the complete opposite, opposite. end. Yeah. And somehow we meet in the middle. We also give advice to the callers in a segment we call He Said. He Said. If you didn't listen to it on Tuesday, if you missed it, go back and Watch the show on ToadHubNetwork.com or download the audio from iTunes. And while you're there, subscribe, leave a comment, and rate the show. That is just our way of saying, get into the show, bitches. Hey, but look at that. Now, just behave a little bit. That's about as behaved as I get. Look, no need to call anyone a bitch. Yeah. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Joel, I always forget to do this. Um, I always say we're going to pause for these words, but we're, many times we're pausing for words that are, uh, please, it's radio worth watching right now. Sarah literally put her nose in her own pit. She did the sniff test on camera. You couldn't have waited. I mean, why hide it, it, You just did it again. Yeah. You can wait till you're off camera. Now you did the other pit. Uh, They're stinky. I didn't shower or brush my hair. No wonder I I didn't get a good hug today. I did uh, brush my teeth. Squat for a hug today. It's because I I stink. I don't smell it to tell you the truth. And I would tell you. Closer. (laughs) (laughs) You'll smell it. I'm coming over. All right. You don't have to put the pit up. Yeah, just, all you have to do is just relax. Okay. Just relax. All right, uh, so far, I am, let me see, this is how many feet? Uh, <laughs> foot and a half. I'm a foot and a half. I got nothing. Oh, you don't wave it. You just wafted <laughs> it right into my nose. That was not, right. not gonna, if somebody's just approaching you, you oh, here you go. No, just stay there. Stay still. Okay. But so can I lift my arm so no, it's you're like you? Okay. okay. Now you. I'll, you're you. Hey, Craig. Hey, hey. All right. So, so yeah, no, I'm on camera with you. Okay. Now. No, you have it covered up. Smell it. There's something covering it. All right. Now you can lift your arms. Yeah, they're lifted. No, you have a, a, you have like a perfumey type of thing. Oh, nice, guys. <laughs> my pheromones. <sighs> what kind of perfume is that? I don't. I think, I why do you keep doing that? It smells good. Like it's too smell It smells fantastic, to tell you the truth. For real? Okay. I haven't been that close to a woman's skin in a very long time. I like women, Except for yeah. her. Come smell my armpits, Joel. Tell me if it smells good. Oh, all right. And is, that's the real track, uh, if we're going to get married someday, right. is if well, Okay, like so Joel is now, oh, my God, he, Joel, you have to do a lapidation a about that. Stinky. He put his nose all the He's way in there. He's grossed out. Yeah. No, 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 it's, it's fine. Not, it's not fine. bad, is it? He's yeah. grossed out, yeah. but did you see his face? <laughs> no, no, no. His face uh, was, I can't believe I just did that. It, it was a little stinky. of that. It was like, I should have, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Should have gone in a little slower. <laughs> a little slower, a little less, a little less. What did you think? Dive in. Uh, What's it smell like? Well, like B.O. Yeah. You know, but not bad. Not like. There's some people that are just gross, and other people where it's like, yeah, it smells like a human, but not bad. You never know that Sarah and I met in a spiritual center, and I just thought this is such a divine connection that we're having. She's a perfect co-host. I am a divine connection. (laughs) (laughs) Little did I know where we would go. Speaking of divine, I spoke to my college professor this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. About what? We hang out. We hang out. I love her. She's just one of those people in life that uh, made a difference. Do you have teachers that made a difference in your life that you yeah. stay in touch with? You yeah. St- are you Mr. West? Mr. West, and you yeah. and what? Where was he at college? No, he was in high school. He was high school English and Bible teacher and history. Mm-hmm. He did all of those, Whoa. I think. Yeah, because it was a small school, so teachers had to multitask. And, so he uh, did all these things. Yeah, and you still are close with him? No, actually, I've like tried to look him up, Mr. West. If you're out there, yeah, I'm sure he's um, listening. <laughs> yeah, he could and be. You never he could know. Be, but, he just did a uh, laughation. Go, so I knew Joel was gonna be a loser. He was the coolest. <laughs> Are you proud of me? Let's do another laughation. He will be Mr. West. He had no potential. <laughs> I knew he was gonna lose Jesus. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so yeah, you, you, you respect this guy. Did you ever wonder? <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he's not. <laughs> And what is it about him, the Mr. West, that made him excel he as opposed to some was, of the others? He was just so collected and like consistent. Like 
you know, you knew from day one. Day one, it was like if you talk out of line, even a little bit, it's detention, you know, punishment. There was no question. There was no second chances. Yeah. But because he was so consistent with him, like he had everyone's complete respect, and he never got angry. It was just like detention. And then he just continued back with his lesson. And like other teachers would like get all frustrated and like try to be the nice guy, but he was just so like even and yeah. fair and. Like Isn't it interesting teacher? how few people are even? Yeah. And we need more of them. Yeah. Consistent. But, well, even and consistent and stable and all those things are very few people. And because they don't promote themselves, which is part of being inconsistent and uneven, is mm -hmm. promoting yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't really hear about them. These are really the people that we should follow. Yeah. We should follow the people that don't speak as much as the ones who want you to follow them. Mm hmm. That's the irony. Is You're I was just talking to telling people to not listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Did I really? I mean, kind of, because you're, <laughs> you're 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 in the public, and you're like, hey. Hey guys! I know this that is, is the like my Facebook page. <laughs> no, that is the irony. Don't yeah. think I don't think about that. It's like you got to make a living, and I got to get yeah. people to you know get turned on to this. I I look at it like I've changed my thought on it. And it's not about me. I know this is going to sound weird and maybe narcissistic, but it's kind of the opposite. I really do think that I have a gift to give in my life, and that is laughter and maybe even some uh, support of your life or yeah. positivity or fulfillment, any of those things. I think that I can offer a lot of that to people. So I say, hey, tune it in and check it out, and maybe that will happen for you as well. But there's no attachment to the results. There's no like, oh my God, they got to say thank you. No, that's just that's that's what I think that I would like to do. But how do you promote that without sounding like a narcissist or self-obsessed? How do you do that? It's mm -hmm. it's a big rub mm -hmm. right there. I don't yeah. want to. You know, they. You know, you could be just be. You could just use the law of attraction and just do what you do, and all of yeah. a sudden you get more people. But our society, we are kind of addicted to the loud ones. We're yeah. addicted to, you know, people that are cartoonish. Yeah. I have a new addiction, by the way. What? Duck Dynasty. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh, my God. What is that? Wow. 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 What is I it? I am so into it, and I got my, this is a, such a bad father. I've got oh, my kids that addicted. that reality show? It's a reality show, and we're all addicted. Our whole family is addicted. Like the Beverly Hillbillies, but yes. a reality oh, show? But it's, yeah. Oh, my God, is it good. It really? is ridiculous. The characters are so well-defined. It's as if they were, like, just created for this show. And, by the way, the show is complete BS. Every single scenario, you can tell writers got in there and they said, on this one, we're going to have, a, we're gonna have a, a limousine that's made out of camouflage, and then we're going to have there's a, a famous race car, NASCAR driver. He'll be a guest star, and he'll have a limousine that's also camouflage, and you guys will have a race. That is such And they're all ZZ trash. Top beards. Trash. Oh, it's so good. Good track. Uncle Cy is the funniest guy in the history of television. I can't get enough of this guy. No, I'm talking about Jack. He calls everybody Jack. Jack. You know, it's all like Donkey Kong. <laughs> He's an old expression. Everything's about Vietnam. That's the show saying. is just flat out makes me laugh on the floor laughing. Really? That's how good it is. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because there's such characters. And it's not like a script like, oh, that's... Uh, you know, that's uh, the Buddy Epson playing Uncle Jed. <laughs> this really is the guy. How they, they live make like their this. money? They made their money, and that's the thing. They, they did everything authentically, except for, like I said, the canned stuff that they're really pretending. But they really are these characters, though.
Yeah. They just accentuate yes. the characters in situations. Okay. Because you could tell they go, all right, walk in the door. Now, that wasn't good. They probably do five takes of him walking in the door going, do you guys ever work? <laughs> you know, yeah. And there's Uncle Cy, you know, spinning around on a chair, you know, because they're all hopped up on coffee because they went to a coffee place and they couldn't believe what the guy was ordering at the coffee place. And what, what kind of man orders that? Is there any coffee in that thing? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I know it doesn't I sound I funny when I'm recreating it. If you just watch the show, okay, Duck what, Dynasty. What network? A and E, I think. Okay. Or History Channel, one of those two. <laughs> yeah, oh, I get them History all mixed Channel. up. I hope it's not the remember History Channel. When you, remember when you knew your channels? Yeah. You know, you knew A and E. You were going to get your Hitler. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get like nine hours of Hitler. Yeah. And then you get like uh, Evening at the Improv. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what you're yeah. going to get. History Channel, I have no idea. There's no history anymore. No. I pitched them a show, by the way. I pitched yeah. them a show, which was perfect for history. And the History Channel, they told me flat out, no, you got to, you know, you got to put games in here and, you know, people that do Renaissance fairs. That's what we're into. Oh. They're into like real, like grungy people. How long and, ago was that? Uh, like a year and a half ago or something like that. But I, I do it I, again and pitch it again. What's that? I pitch the same show again? Yeah, it feels like they're reaching. History Channel's like putting out stuff that's no. like not even really historical anymore. That's it's what like I'm fiction. trying to tell you, Joel. They're, no, no, no they, they jumped the shark on this yeah. one. By the way, does everybody know what the word jump the shark, the term jump yeah, the shark means? No, do, actually. No, do you I know don't. what it means? No, I don't. Really? Jump in the shark. Okay. No. All right. Do you know what it means, Joel? Yeah, I do. Can you kind of try to explain it to it us? Was, I uh, know what it means. In but... Happy Days, oh, there good. was an episode. That's a TV show, Sarah. <laughs> Fonzie Happy was a days. character on the show who went, hey, that guy. Mm. There was an episode where they went on vacation. Now, hold, on, he... hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. But the, but the, here's the premise of it, though. They had been on for years and successful. Yes, this is what Jumping the Shark had. show for years. Right, for years. Now Fonzie's doing everything. They brought in... They brought in a little Fonzie, Chachi. You know, they bring yeah. in, you know, they, yeah. it's like, you know, they bring Cousin Oliver. But by the way, he's coming on our show from Cousin, the Brady Bunch. Cousin Oliver. Yeah, he's coming on our show. Huh. Weird. The weird one. The real, the real really, one. The, the one that they tried to get because Cindy wasn't cute anymore. Well, that's, that's, how, that's <laughs> what they do is they, when you're on for a while, you need new stuff. Yeah. Like uh, Duck Dynasty is going to bring in new characters. I know it. Sure. They're going to be marrying cousins just to put it into the show. The Cosby yeah. show did it when Rudy wasn't so cute anymore. Yeah. What did they, they, they do little, there? They had to bring in that little, uh, right. what's her face? Oh, they did. Yeah, because Rudy became like. You know, gross and like weird, and because yeah. like every child does it. Oh, yeah, once she well, grows, every yeah. child isn't cute at right. when they're preteens. Right, and once they yeah. grow a mustache and they're a female, <laughs> out. Yeah, I mean, they're not. They're Bring not cute in somebody anymore. cute to play off of Bill. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. So they brought in. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden they had like an adopted daughter. So I guess everybody does this. Yeah, but the one who's famous for it is Happy Days. Yeah, as Joel was saying. So this Fonzie, they had every scenario. The guy was always getting laid. He's teaching he's, he's out. Of, Forget about it. Or like, what wasn't yeah, he that guy you know, that's you like, hey, hey? And what was weird about it, even as a kid, I was watching that show, going, I could kick this guy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> he was always like the tough guy. He's so nice, though. Oh he's, oh, he's the nicest guy the nicest ever, guy. and he's yeah. small, oh, yeah. and he's Jewish, and he went so to nice. Yale, and yeah. they make that guy. Yeah. It's like you would think they'd get like a big muscular, hey, and then you go, whoa. Yeah. Then you have other guy going, whoa. Yeah. That could have been a whole other thing. Hey, whoa. But it was his or charisma. It was his charisma. Mm -hmm. So they finally decided that they were going to. Henry gonna, Winkler. They were going to mm -hmm. have him. They put him, Fonzie, on a. Remember, they pulled him. On, on a boat. They pulled him on a boat with water skis, and he, like, jumped over a shark. <laughs> <laughs> they did, yeah. 
So, uh, so there's Fonzie. Oh, here's the episode right now. Richie Cunningham. And Fonzie, <laughs> by the way, is wearing his leather. And his, he's, and wearing they even his have, he's wearing jacket. his leather jacket with shorts on. And listen to the music. I mean, this is really intense. And that's, that's Richie Howard. Cunningham going, heading for the ramp, Fonz. Is he going to do it? Can you believe that this is as far as, the, oh, now here's the stunned fans. Is Fonzie really going to go through with this? Hey, he's going to give the thumbs up, too. Uh -oh. There's the sharks. Oh, they threw in the tuba and the cello. Oh, there's Ralph Mouth and Potsy. But, yeah, they got to throw in a couple laughs because it's getting serious now. So, is he going to make it? I don't know how long. I, I don't no know idea how long this takes. Yeah, this takes a real. Yeah, so this, this is how long. desperate they were for script. Look how even long this is on our podcast. This is taking forever for us to watch. There's Tom Bosley, the father. Is Fonzie going to make it? They brought everyone in for this episode. This is like the big one. Oh, it's splashing water. He's really on the water skis. Now he's going to go. I cannot believe he has his leather jacket on. I know. With the shark. And now he's, now he's up. And there's a shark in the water now. Tune in next week. Listen to the music. Oh my God! They went and got an orchestra. Look John how Williams. Hot is long he's flying. He did hey. it. Oh, oh! Uh, Richie Cunningham just gave him the the OK sign. There you go, and they're all cheering. That's it. All right, Joel. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. That's jumping the shark. So that was so known that as the episode when Happy Days was no longer good. <laughs> and yeah. it just gotten stupid. Is that so? That's what they used, and the phrase means that it's it's no longer good. It means jump it means the shark. it means like you are so out of material that you're just going to go jump the shark. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And that's where it comes from. Fascinating. I love that you didn't know that because there's listeners out there that also didn't know. We just educated them. Yeah. The ones who didn't know it, they tuned out. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Jumping but, the shark yeah. means that so, you're out of material. So we need to come up with a jump the shark right here. <laughs> so we need to jump. I, I think. Did we just? I, I think we already <laughs> did by signing up for Zeus Light and yeah. we're filming it. Yeah, that's, that's jumping a, the shark. That's quite actually. That's quite amazing. We're going on the road now. We're taking our show on the road, and we're going to have film of it. By the way, of us working out and getting better and more fit, and I'm going to have my yeah. cholesterol done again. Yeah, I think it's good. I don't think it's jumping the shark. You don't think that's quite no. jumping the shark? No. I got it. How about in the workout, we bring in a, a shark, shark. <laughs> <laughs> that or something be, yeah. like that, right? Uh -huh. So then we have another form of jumping the shark. So I was talking about my college professor, Mrs. Blout, Dr. Blout, mm. and we just hung out. We talked, and then she put her husband on the phone and taught me about tomato growing, oh. which was awesome. Yeah. He says he told me to uh, mix, I got to mix uh, Epsom salts with water and put them in there because it stimulates the roots. Ugh. See, we're very educational on our show, too. It's home and garden. We combine everything yeah. on our show. Yeah. But I was thinking to myself, uh, this is a woman who really made a difference for me, like Mr. West did for you, because uh, she she respected us, but we respected her because she commanded it by being, the word would be strict. Mm. I mean, you had to deliver everything on time. You had to be there on time, or you had a consequence for mm. it. There wasn't any, getting away with anything. And you know what? So to, the fact that it's a testament to her, the fact that I still stay in touch with her, and she means so much to me. I could still tell you the things that I learned in there because I approached the class differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I had someone that I thought to myself, wow, this, this is someone wise. This is someone passionate. She gets here on time and early and is really into what we are doing with our careers in the future. Mm -hmm. She stays in touch with people. She would go with us on our trips. We had a thing called forensics. I know that sounds like we were dealing with dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> it was competition speaking. 
And we would mm-hmm. go on the road and compete against other schools mm-hmm. for competition speaking. I did after dinner speaking and and what? impromptu what speaking. What is that? You have it's to learn how to talk to people after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that dessert? Sir? <laughs> that was fabulous creme brulee. I learned that in college. <laughs> no, got, no, it's not. <laughs> it's called after dinner speaking. It's like if you're doing a speech. Yeah. Uh, they usually have a dinner, mm-hmm. you know, a big dinner. Then you have your speaker that you hire. And we had to learn how to do – that was one of the categories that I have a trophy for called after-dinner speaking. Did, was there a category for chit-chatting? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no chit-chat. There was impromptu. Oh, my God. They would give us a topic. They would go, here you go. Here's a miniature surfboard. You get five minutes to write something, and then you have to write it, and you do an impromptu speech on a miniature surfboard. Huh. I think that was one of mine. We should have a competition about speaking. Of competition yeah. about speaking, yeah. who's going to grade us? We could get the forensics people in here. Yeah, they would grade you. They would have grades, and then you have awards and everything. She went with us on all these. We get in a van, our college van. Were you coached we on go, like if they had turkey? If they had turkey for dinner, it might be a little drowsy. Would you stop? With the, it has nothing to do with the dinner. It's called after dinner speaking. It seems we like there's had, a lot to ex, do with dinner. Extemporaneous speaking. We had. We had even dramatic duo where you and, a duo, you and a duo partner would pick something from a play and you would read it and d- interpret it with the books in your hand. And it was called Dramatic Duo. Okay. And why is this so strange? This is good stuff for college. And she, it seems Mrs. like wow. that will do nothing for you in life. What but, are you talking I mean, about? Maybe it will. If it wasn't for my parties. dramatic duo. So this is a class for dinner parties. Like, make you feel comfortable at dinner My parties. interpretation of Hollis J was just amazing. It made yeah. my career. Look it up, by the way. I'm going to have to look that up. Hollis J. Where are you going, Hollis J., I think it was called. Yeah. I played Hollis. Hmm. Hollis J. Anyway, when me and Donna, we did our dramatic duo together. And this is this way you learn about stage presentation and presence. That's what they grade you on, Sarah. Stage presentation and presence. If Joel would have done it, he wouldn't be sleeping on people's couches today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I'd taken my life seriously. <laughs> it would have been graded. <laughs> He wouldn't know where the next check's coming from. It worked for me for free. If I'd listened to Mr. West, who told me I shouldn't be an actor. <laughs> Life's hard. But <Life's laughs> I, I was thinking of myself, you talk about, you know, when people are the loudest people, you know, get the attention. And, and obviously the Kardashians and the more, you know, off base you are, there's no, the centered people aren't the ones that are running the show. Yeah. It's crazy. So I, I thought to myself, you know, the athletes. I'm sick of spoiled athletes. I've had it. Yeah. I've had it. With, first of all, you make a lot of money. You should never, ever complain. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> True. And not only that, why not be a little... like Their uh, guest just came in. Sarah just got a little Why not be a little more spiritual in approach or zen-like? I thought about this because my buddies, I have buddies that play baseball, professional baseball. And I thought you could reverse everything, the whole dynamic. What if you striked out, struck out? And you bow to the umpire. Yeah. You bow to the umpire. Wouldn't you be known as the guy that bows to the umpire and you say, thank you for the opportunity for my growth? (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be a wonderful idea? Yeah. And then when a manager comes out to question a call, um, you kick dirt on your own feet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they kick dirt on each other's. They're like children. It'd be very Japanese. Huh? It'd be very Japanese. Very right? zen-like. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And you would try to approach it in that way. We're tired of the spoiled guys, these babies, that I just can't, I can't, I can't even watch them anymore. 
and they celebrate themselves for doing their job. That drives me nuts too. Yeah, you don't. It's your job to, to play, get a first to down, play a and game. you're playing a game to talk. To, you're getting millions of dollars to play baseball, yeah. <laughs> play with a ball, why basketball. Yeah. Why just go play tiddlywinks and cheer yourself <laughs> on. I mean, for God's sakes, play Battleship. I'm the best. Woo-hoo! Yeah, <laughs> soak your Battleship. Mother- <laughs> Come on, it's yeah. ridiculous. It is ridiculous. If you're caught stealing second. You run fast and slide into third and say, I was safe that time. Wouldn't that be funny? No. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, think we, like, I think our, no- our show no, just took I, a nose down. No, you know why? Because for once, I'm actually reading this. I actually wrote these things yeah. down. See, the stuff that I prepared, nobody wants it. <laughs> nobody wants it. She just tossed my prepper. Look at this. I wrote them all down. I never read them before. I wrote these down I, when a pitcher lets up a home run, <laughs> still going. Okay, I'm going to keep going with this. Yeah. Listen, I wrote five more, and you're going to hear them. Damn it! All right. When a pitcher hits a home, it's, I'm trying to change the dynamic of people. You know, to get into a better space, a better headspace. Yeah. I'm going to bring Mike Catherwood in. All right. Okay, our guest. Well, all right. Yeah, all right. Mike, come on, in, come on in. Come on. What, what's, Mike Catherwood, by the way, is here. The show minutes? just got a hell of a lot better. We normally don't let anyone hey. early. But can you shut the door? For of course. Me? Thank you, brother. <laughs> Are you born in a band? Yeah, thank you. So uh, I was just talking about something that you – I know you're into sports. Is that correct? Yes. Correct. All right, great. Okay. I'm saying I'm tired of spoiled athletes. First of all, they make too much money. And they have no humility. So we need a little more dose of humility, and I have some solutions that these two are laughing in my face about. <laughs> all right. Okay. What, what, are, what are some of your these solutions? These are zen-like solutions, okay, right. that will make us, our children are watching, okay? They're watching these spoiled brats, so then now I'm coaching them, and they go, well, that's what that guy does, right? Yeah. So they're just imitating their favorite players. You don't want them to do that, but what if their favorite player was somewhat spiritual <laughs> and positive and zen-like? They strike out, and they bow to the umpire, and they say, thank you for the opportunity for my growth. What do you think about that, Mike? You're looking at me like I'm nuts, too. No, I, I think you're on to something. And I, for, Wouldn't this for change me, the like, whole dynamic? Well, I, I, this isn't a joke. Okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm a Zen Buddhist. So did I call the right guy in here? Wow. I send you in here, and and so <laughs> I made you come early. I'm one of the I'm one of the um, defenders of of Tim Tebow for that very reason. Like, I'm not I'm not really an advocate for. Uh, Kind of staunch Christian beliefs, certainly in this country. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I seem that they right. cause a lot more problems than they, the they religion do does, not the beliefs. Not, yes, yeah, certainly yeah. not the. the if right. you follow Jesus, the philosopher, it's right. it's a great way of life. Well, he's I think Buddhist. That if you if you <laughs> if you look at uh, Christianity and the far far right wing yeah. uh, in this country, the fundamentalist aspect of, of Christianity. It gets kind of out of control, but Tim Tebow is a guy who just is a really good overall human being and likes to promote the idea of high morality and virtue. Okay. And so what if he can't throw a football very well? (laughs) (laughs) At least I'm happy watching, you know, having, if I were to have kids, I would want them to watch him do an interview because he's a guy who just is kind of an aw shucks dude. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if there were more Tim Tebows in the world who scored a touchdown and and, uh, did the cross and looked up to the crowd as opposed to... Um, you know, flicking off the crowd or, or showing or their ass. Yeah. or anything or some showboat thing, the sure. showboats of the other person. But see, now that's another debate. Yeah. I would like to get through my other ones and then we're coming back to that. Okay. Sarah, is, they are completely yeah. heckling me on this. Why? What, what, what is the. I, I, I have, I have like, here's some of the, I wrote some of okay. these down. Right, and you know, normally we don't. Pro- oh, geez, we're out of time. Oh, dang. We're out of time. <laughs> well, we'll carry it over. Mike Catherine, right. this is a great topic. A I'd topic. love to talk about the Tim P- Tebow because I have a perspective on that as well. 
Because when you do raise children, you wonder what are they learning, and they they're not learning. Like Aaron Aaron Hernandez, his teammate, shot people and killed people. That's a bad example. So he's like yeah. telling people. You're saying murder's bad. I think so. We'll okay. start with That's that. That's a bold statement. <laughs> I mean, you're really going out on a limb here. We'll work our way from there. <laughs> Mike Catherwood is our guest. He's the uh, co-host of uh, Love Line with the Silver Fox, according yes. to according to Sarah. Mm-hmm. Love me, uh, Dr. Drew. Fox. And uh, we'll be taking your calls, 323-622-8623. More with uh, Laugh It Off, Craig Shoemaker, Sarah Sweet, Joel Geist. Uh, we're all here uh, laughing it off. We'll see you in a little bit. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on toadhopnetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording you? Oh! Hey, Toad Hop listeners, this is Freddie Lockhart and Candace Thompson with What's Good, starring Freddie Lockhart and Candace Thompson. And we are a show that knows a little bit about a lot. We talk about hip hop, we talk about other people who can't help themselves, and we talk about all sorts of things, music, TV, gossip, you name it, we do it. Be sure to check out our show live every Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the ToadHopNetwork.com. And if you miss it, go back and watch it on ToadHopNetwork.com or download the audio from iTunes. Don't be a jerk. Do it. While you're there, leave a comment and rate the show. It's very important, Candace. They have to leave a comment and rate the show. You know why? Why? Otherwise, we'll be on the bottom. And we like to be on the top, don't we? I know I do. Yeah, girl. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start. No late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home with style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's breeze. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphone. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruffs. Ishtim too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free.
Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It is strongly addictive. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. It's worth watching. Worth watching. Sure today. is. Sure is, Mike. You know what? We just to <laughs> just to tie everything in, we jumped the shark. Yeah, we, we, really, the shark. we really, we really had did. to. Yeah, yeah, we, we said well, we're doing things kind of the same way, and now we just brought Mike Catherwood in. He's our shark. I, well, we're jumping him. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know yeah, what the term I, means. I we just went over using it quite right. Happy Days episode. Yeah, Jeez. exactly. Really. Everyone knows. Everyone knows what Sarah. <laughs> we just educated Sharon what jumping the shark was. Sarah. So now we have our. We just jumped the shark. We're not going with any normal guest. No, but see, no, I that doesn't make sense. You're using it wrong because we brought in something awesome. Something good. So it was a shark. No, no, that would be terrible. When Gary Marshall was writing that episode, he's going, "This is brilliant." That's a good point. This is brilliant. We're going to bring a shark and we're going to Fonzie and a leather on water skis? That's genius. <laughs> Henry Winkler and uh, and everybody else involved, but even Potsy and Ralph Malfer are like, this is bad. This is bad news. <laughs> but the writing, ta- the writing team is like, this is gold. <laughs> <laughs> the, the writing team is actually thinking to themselves, this is, and, and by the parts that weren't gold, they just put music. How much they blood was in that writing room? <laughs> <laughs> you see Fonzie's water skiing. And then he's got, he's still got his leather on. Yeah. And it's enough that that guy's doing that. Like, you know, this is what my idea that I thought of. Yeah. But it's another thing that all the people in the room said, yeah. yeah oh, oh, I sign off on that. That's gold. There we go. I wonder yeah. if they did a thumbs up like Fonzie. Hey, hey. that's but a great idea. In, in their defense, I mean, when you're writing for a show like Happy Days and it's yeah. focusing on teens in Milwaukee in, in you know, the 50s. Themes have to run pretty yeah. thin quickly. I mean, you I, you yeah. almost don't blame them for going right. just nuts with stuff because yeah. after a while, how much can you have a Matt Arnold's and having you know Fonzie hit a jukebox and right. pick <laughs> up a chick? You know? And the bra. Yeah. He taught he taught me how to do a bra. I will never forget. I used to call it the Fonzie because when I would try to do a girl's bra on the back, Sarah, can I demonstrate? <laughs> right now? Sure. I want to see if I've got it anymore. Nope. Sorry. As my wife, she just removes her bra. I just ask her to. I don't have to go. Eee. That's nice. Nice. Okay, okay. If you could actually do it in one move, you have to do it through my shirt. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do it like that. It's not good. Sarah, I can't believe she's actually letting me. I can't either. If you pull it off, it'd be awesome. Because All right, hold on, hold on. All right, I want you to time me. Tell me, you say, you say go, you say go. And put, what? Well, no, no, I have to find out. Okay, hold, hold on. All right, so I'm going to go. No, no, in the shirt. I have to go over the shirt? Yeah, that's what you All right, ready? You tell me, you put a timer on there. I'm trying. I'm going. It stopped. This is radio and worth ready and start. Oh, Jesus. No. <laughs> no. Whoa, she's running <laughs> yeah, away. You, you ran away. All right, that's All right, start the clock over again. And All right, go. Ready and I don't have it anymore. I can't even do it one hand. Can we still keep going? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I guess just wait till it happens. Catherine, what do you got? <laughs> oh no, I'm horrible. I can't even. I can't even do it. Like, I'm done. I really fumble with it when someone wants me to take off their bra and I'm using two hands. Like, I've never really been good at it. I know. Can you help me out yeah. with this? I, I've done that. I've been. Oh, you got one of them. Oh, I did? Nice. You got one class. I was over the shirt, by the way. Yeah, you got one class. I grew up with all females, so I was actually the zipper guy in the back. Yeah. I, was, I did that a lot. Did well, you that was, do that? that was, no, because that was your era. I mean, I think women were wearing pants. No, I'm serious. I think women, <laughs> like, I, I grew up. Really? My they don't sister, do the zipper in the back anymore? Well, no, because, but when my sister was, like, putting on jeans that she possibly would need help for it, like people were wearing really baggy pants you know yeah. like it was a totally different kind of fashion era so i never had i never had to help any females in my house with 
with like tight zippers. No, the, not. The, oh, you no, mean on dresses? On the, on the back, on the dress. No, no, no. And it goes up, and I would always be that guy. No, because that's uh, not my era. That's no. everybody. I thought era. you meant like. Uh, I thought you meant like when people wear super tight pants and they need help actually getting the zipper. No, off. no, 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 no. In the back, they would go. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they, they would just point to it. Like a wetsuit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You have to have somebody. I was very good at it. No, I never. I've never done that once. Really? Yeah. My my ex-wife used to use a, a coat hanger for like really nice. Yeah. She would she would do it with her. You were that uh, detached from your ex-wife. Yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> it's like I can't even ask him to do that. Forget the garbage. He won't even do my zipper in the back. I, well, I mean, I, I would have. She asked me, but I just remember one time seeing her do that with a coat hanger. That is very clever. See, we learned a lot on that show. Could, I'm going to totally use that actually. Really? No. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I wasn't very good at that. So uh, Mike Catherwood is our guest, and let's just extend the conversation that we were having before about the Tim Tebow. Yeah. I was, uh, the premise is basically, you don't have children, right? I don't. And you, but you probably will. I want to, yes. Yeah, you will? Okay. And you, you'll be thinking about their perspective. Yeah. Like, for, we were talking about cursing earlier. Like, you know, I try not to curse too much because I have children. But... Then again, no, that's not as harmful as them hearing about something else on television. Yeah. It's, we just mindlessly accept. Like my kids turn to me and saying, what's rape? <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, that's really tough. And it's much worse than what's fuck. Well, you know well, what, what I mean? Like, seriously, I mean, what's it, rape is really tough if they're below an age where they don't even understand what sex is. Right. Because right. you can't really tell them the truth. Right. You can't say, well, it's when someone forces sex on you because they don't even know what sex is. That's a, <laughs> then you got to get a whole other world. Yeah. Yeah, this is way past birds. That's when the bees. stork comes down and forces himself on somebody, <laughs> throws babies at people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so beyond yeah. the stork. And it's a difficult question to answer, but the, the, the hypocrisy, though, of our society, though, that you can't say shit or fuck or whatever it is, and that that's the all important thing. That's yeah. the, that'll shut you off the air. But then we mindlessly just put on the air. What's a beheading? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's okay. Yeah. So some news guy was beheaded over in, uh, you know, Afghanistan. Oh, that's going to be all over the news. I just don't understand it, uh, you know, how that works. Now, Loveline, you guys cover topics. That yeah, just dark stuff. Yeah. The mm -hmm. darkest of dark. Mm -hmm. And it's it, mostly a younger audience that listens, right, and calls um, in. I don't know about the audience that listens, but certainly the ones that are motivated to call is, is, yeah. is younger. Because yeah. I was Way actually surprised younger. when they did this. They every once in a while on radio, someone gets a, a bug up their ass and they do stats on your, yeah. your demos and stuff. And our demo is a lot older than I than I would have really? thought. But uh, but as far as the callers, by and large, it's it's teens and early twenties. I know if the older ones call, they're calling. Hello, Dad. My name is uh, it's Tina. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, we get a lot of like yeah. senior citizen calls that want to talk to Doctor really? Drew about medications and and osteoporosis yeah. or something. You know what I'm saying? So we do yeah. get you know a couple times a night we'll get a 65 year old that'll call or or older. Yeah. And then we get a lot of like uh, mid 40s guys that are going through a divorce and they want to know what to do to put it back together. But you know. Nine out of ten calls is is. That's the only part that bums me out is when I'm listening because I'm like they're 19. I like I don't want I don't want to hear about their relationships like because right. I'm a 28. I'm like they they think that this that's the only part that I would say when I listen to it is that I'm like oh I wish people because my you, age were calling won't in. Call, but you Maybe. won't call either. You're yeah. sitting there we all listen. But you're not we calling. all listen to it. I would oh, say funny. the majority of female calls though lately has been like women in their 30s. Really? Are, yeah, because I think guys are so hard to deal with nowadays. Yeah, uh, not, yeah. Let's and, talk and, about that. Well, not by their own fault. I mean, it's like uh, the the idea of what it's like to be a, a, a male, an adult male nowadays is so confusing. It's so compartment, yeah. like it's so compartmentalized. When I my dad graduated high school, he really had about three choices on mm -hmm. what he could do, and he could 
follow either of those three choices with full intensity and focus. And that was it. And, and I'm all for personal freedoms. And that's great that anybody can now, they could start up their own website or, mm-hmm. uh, or they have their own blog and travel the world or do whatever. But once you have too much choice, then there's the, the actual conundrum of, of right. being on uh, not having like a point of reference. You're kind of law. It's being like, a wash in, in, in an ocean. You, don't you also have any... don't have a point of reference on what succeeds and what doesn't. Right. It's all theoretical. Right. How and many it... books that have come out that are just theoretical? They're not people's experiences because there's no payoff. You don't really know how they're going to turn out. For instance, even t- raising children, consequences, timeouts. Does yeah. it work? Yeah. Does no. it work? And, and there's no real way to do an, any kind of meaningful research on that because everybody's experience with raising children is so vastly different. Just like mm-hmm. every guy's experience of graduating high school in 2013 you know do are you college material is that even important anymore you know most guys friends nowadays are like hey i went to one year junior college i'm already a millionaire i i run you know (laughs) girlsucktalk.com or whatever it is you know what i'm saying like not to get so coarse but it's like there's so much that you can do. Your dad wishes he had that option. I'm believe girl, me. Girl suck <laughs> my dad, <laughs> my dad was a a a a, grew, a a hard hard worker for like 45 years with punching numbers and being an accountant. I'm sure he would much rather have run, <laughs> you know, bukaki.net or whatever. <laughs> Are you saying because they have so many options that it's hard to pick what to do and find direction in their life that that makes it harder for men because they're built like that? that in order to go into relationships, they have to have the confidence in their career yeah. and they're providing. Is that like, what you're saying? The big deal when you're when you're 17 18 it's impossible to date girls because you have no game and you shouldn't you're 17 or 18 you're either in high school or your first year of college you're broke you mm-hmm. don't have a career you don't right. have you drive a shitty car you maybe probably live with your parents who knows yeah. you just don't have a lot to be proud of about yourself and so it makes you hard it makes it hard to go out and present yourself to women which is what you kind of do it's like a job interview every time you approach a girl now you're starting to see 28 29 30 year old guys the same way it's yeah. because the, the and it's it's not their own fault <laughs> the, the the market has made it so you're start, i know guys that have like extensive degrees business degrees from marshall school of business that are baristas because there's just no real work or they're taking whatever job they can get working at a at a multi-purpose business firm at the lowest end with no hope of, yeah. of succeeding and they're stuck in a cubicle for 25 years so what so when you when you extend that period of kind of that 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 point where you don't feel good about yourself as a man hmm. when you extend that period from 18 to 22 to 17 to 35 which yeah. is the what seems to be the lion's share of guys yeah. nowadays it makes it impossible for you to have that that vim and vigor to go out and meet a right. girl and and ask her out it's like do, am I really going to – and I'm not speaking personally. I've been very, very lucky to, to just strike gold in an industry yeah. that most people right. don't right. find success in. But you know, I know so many of my friends that are good guys, really good guys, but they just don't have what it takes to go and be like, hey uh, – you want to go on a date, you know, I can only afford 20 bucks, but you, yeah. know, you want to get, and then after the date, you want to get back in my 20 year old civic and go back to, oh, I'm living my parents right now until I can get some money. Well, also the system has changed and there can't be mentors for a new system. There, how can you have a yeah. mentor? I mean, first of all, in the, the generations before, always the man asked the woman out and always the man paid for the woman. Yeah. So then you have that whole new choices of, of now happen. Now women can pay, women can ask out, and so on. And you also, in the job opportunity world, these have been extended into worlds that your mentors have no idea what the you know, dot-coms sure. are about, and so on. So how sure. are they supposed to be taught? And, and well, that's so an, they're that's blazing new territory now. You can bring up a, a, an excellent point. Me giving advice to a 19-year-old today, mm-hmm. when he calls up Loveline, he goes, how do I be like you, Mike? How do mm-hmm. I do? I go, well, this is what I did. 
doesn't apply at all. No. Doesn't apply at all to the kid that right. wants to be a radio personality, that wants to right. be in a band or whatever. I was like, well, I was, uh, I, was well, pra- I practically didn't graduate high school because I was a terrible student. Uh, I, I joined a punk band. I went on tour. I got addicted to drugs. A guy, the lead singer, died. Moved back to L.A., <laughs> went into rehab and got a job at a radio station at entry level and started busting the morning show's balls. And eventually they hired me. Yeah. Like, that that, that doesn't work now right. where right. every radio station's owned by a trillion-dollar corporation, one of right. three. Well, radio you know is completely right. yeah, you, yeah, I mean, yeah. it just doesn't work. And every radio station has their own live stream, and they're, they're under a parent company that has a tie-in with their own television network and this multimedia big diamond mm-hmm. thing. It's just not the way it was. And even just 2001 when I was doing it, it's just not the same. But, but for hundreds of years, it was a simple skill set that you had. Here's a hammer. Right. Okay, here's a hammer. This is how you work the hammer. This is what you do to dig a hole. And that's what you do. And then I'm going to pass this on to you, and then you're going to take over my business. This is how you slice deli meats. It's now going to be called, you know, Bob and Son's Deli. And yeah. that's how it worked. Yeah. And now everybody's out exploring with, as you said, all of these choices. Where are they supposed to go? And they don't have anyone to say as a mentor to say, oh, follow this path, and I will bequeath you with all of my knowledge and experience. Sure. There isn't. It doesn't exist anymore. So what are yeah. they going to do? What's the? What's their? What? Where's the hope for them? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, and, and, and it's, it's that's what we're talking please. about. This with every is generation, hopeless. We're with done. every generation that changes, <laughs> you know, the, like Craig said, there's there's no mentors. I mean, I don't know what to tell a 19 year old kid to do now. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Right. Um, do you become a YouTube star? Parlay that into something? I don't know. Shit, I I, I have no idea. Uh, right. I, I just know that. It everything's different, and it's going to be hard. For, they got to make their own rules. And uh, the one big problem I've noticed is that if you're a young guy now, it's almost something to be ashamed of to have like a vocation. Like you're either a a big tycoon, a movie star, or you're going to be in a band, or you 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 do nothing. Like right. Mike Rowe was had brought up a very interesting point the other night. He was talking. Uh, he was I believe on Real Time with Bill Maher, and he was saying that I was just talking to the CEO of a little company uh, you may have heard of called John Deere, and he says mm-hmm. I got I got you know. 20,000 available jobs, high-paying jobs, entry-level, you're getting 80,000-plus benefits, but no one wants to do them because you're getting your elbows dirty. Wow. You know, there's just guys, wow. they, they don't, they don't, it's, it's a whole section of the workforce that young men nowadays, they don't even look at. No. You know, back when I was in high school, if you, when I graduated, sure, it was obviously everyone's parents want them to go to a four-year university and become something, you know, of a professional. But there was still a lot of honor and respect for a guy who was a general contractor, a fireman, went into the military. I mean, there's all these different jobs or, or got a good a union job that, you know, working heavy machinery. And they're anything. also tangible things. They're yes. tangible products. Having a skill, being an electrician, yes, exactly. being a, a mechanic. The services and products, and that's what we're lacking, is a lot of people will not get into those businesses now because... Because they're demeaning to them. It's demeaning, and, and also so they just hold on to this illusion of something else that's going to all of a sudden pop up. And, and all the things I think that they see that they, they're right. force fed now because because of the internet. You know, one of the downsides is that it only seems to focus on things that are extremely bipolar. It's only the worst of the worst mm-hmm. beheading videos in Afghanistan yeah. or um, Kanye West videos. You know, mm-hmm. a guy who has a billion dollars to to to, to crap away and he yeah. can blow his nose with a hundred hundred dollar bill. Or, or the worst of the world. I mean, the middle ground, there's really no excitement. You're not going to get a lot of YouTube hits being like, here's my middle-class family on the way to <laughs> soccer practice. You know, yeah. I'm an electrician. This is follow me. Everything's around, on know? steroids, Every, literally, yeah. and, literally, or it doesn't exist. And, and so, yeah, and that's, and that's what people aspire to do, which is what I was back to my 
Can I get back to my baseball? (laughs) (laughs) I have some solutions on how to approach this. Because even athletics, even the way people are approaching athletics, perfect example is the steroid. We're in a steroid era. So they say home runs equal chicks equal money, okay? I got to hit home runs. How do I hit home runs? Well, I can't hit home runs against this guy because he's on steroids, and I can't compete with that guy because he's hitting more home runs than I am because he's on steroids. How do I get the steroids? That's what they're thinking. Well, Quick also, fixes. And That's technique, how it works. Technique, even and physically how the sports are played is different. Oh, yeah. I, used, I coached Little League Baseball last season and for three seasons up until last season yeah. and also uh, and also um, like uh, youth wrestling. And you see the difference in because of SportsCenter and, and, and these highlight shows. Kids have giant holes in their swing at young ages because yeah. they're all swinging for the fences. Because yeah. there is no highlight for they a were, single right. up the middle. No, it's a highlight for the guy who hits the four hundred and forty foot. Uh, have you ever seen? Run. Have you ever seen? They have a top ten on ESPN. I've never seen number one a bunt. Yeah, <laughs> or, or a guy going <laughs> a opposite, bunt. even opposite field double. You know where it's yeah. like well, that was an impressive piece of hitting. Right. You and I'm again. I'm not trying to talk like I back in my day, but. Back in the 80s and 90s, you did. There was a guy's Jack and Homers, but you saw they would show a Tony Gwynn at bat, and they'd be like, right. "Watch out!" You know, he was in the Hall of Fame. Force a, a guy to pitch hitter. outside, and, and you're right. just like, "Wow, that's an inc- impressive level of hitting." There was guys that were were lauded for their ability to be complete baseball players. Now, really, it's mm. all slam dunks and home runs. Right. Interesting. Now, I want them to be lauded for their consciousness and their spirituality. Mm-hmm. So, I have some theories. I say, if you strike out, you bow to the umpire. Now, wouldn't that person be on Sports Center? Quite a bit. Oh, yes. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be getting made fun of, but he'd be on sports. But, but, <laughs> at first, they might be made fun of, but if, it's, it's so funny. It's like if they were Japanese, though, they probably wouldn't because the Japanese have a custom. Yeah. It's become a custom in their system of doing things, of bowing and have humility, which I think is a wonderful way to approach life. So if, what if the pitcher let up a home run and he jogged along the bases with the guy? Mm. I thought that would be <laughs> mm. yeah. the stuff I wrote down is not working. <laughs> Maybe we should just keep on that. I, I think I think increasing I, the the moral the moral aptitude of our professional athletes is a great thing. But I think <laughs> so many so many of our professional athletes are just big pussies. Yeah. That's the problem. Yes, they are. Is that they like to to chicken hawk like they're such tough guys because they're roided out and they and they hit home runs. But when it boils down to it, they're really kind of spineless pussies. Yeah. You know? Because like all, all the all the ways that guys used to show their masculinity mm-hmm. have gone away from sports, but all the ways that they can show off masculinity, uh, how they can d- put on these giant vulgar displays of masculinity, have increased right. through the roof. Right. But the real tough guy stuff is all bullshit now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's uh, like it's it's Sports Center news for a week if a pitcher plugs a guy who hit a home run the the inning before. Yeah. And the bases and the base is clear and there's a fight. It's like. No, that's what's supposed to happen. You know <laughs> right, what I'm saying? Right, right. I don't encourage violence. Yeah. But if a guy go, a guy's pitching for the guy's head, the opposite pitcher, he knows what he has to do. Right. He has that's to take a, care of his boy. It's an unwritten law. Yeah, and, you, and, and it's, it's just the way it goes. goes. right in his back. Did you know that? They punish you. Like if you show them up, for instance. Uh-huh. Let's say I hit a home run off of you. Okay. And I show you up and I even give you like the finger or something like that. The next inning... Somebody's getting plunked by the ball by that pitcher. Oh, really? That's how they do it. And yes. then if, if if a fight doesn't happen at that point, or if the, if the umpire doesn't say something, then the next thing, the pitcher that got of the pit, the team that got plunked, he's plunking the other guy. <laughs> yeah. He's plunking the pitcher. When he got in the National League, when the pitcher's back, yeah. he's going right in that pitcher's back. You right. know, and it's this is kind of like macho. Yeah, it's certainly caveman esque, but yeah. it all that's gone away. But like 
the guy who has like 25 inch biceps and jacks home runs into the parking lot. Oh, that's that's the totally yeah. a part of the uh, the deal now, and we just accept it. Yeah. Now the the, the Tim Tebow thing, uh, what he does is he prays. Yeah, and- he he gets on the it's called Tebowing, and he, he <laughs> gets on one knee. Now I do object to that, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Because it's religion, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that it's great if we live uh, a life of, of spirit and good consciousness and so forth and of service to people. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. But, but that, to me, isn't humble. You're, you know, you, you, why do you have to do it in front of everyone else? A, yeah. a prayer is private. So is meditation. It's private. It's between you and your higher power, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you have to put it on display? And by the way, he does it for – he's a, a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that offensive to everyone else? And I guarantee you, if a Muslim pulled out a mat and started bowing to Mecca every time yeah. he scored no, a touchdown, there'd be some trouble with NFL trouble. fans. They'd yeah. shoot him. Yeah. They would just absolutely shoot him. And it's the same thing. And there would be nobody protecting that person. Yeah. I, I, really. I, I, I fully agree with you that it, you know a, a religious display, any type of spiritual activity should be something that's done for the person who's doing it, not Isn't for it everyone. Isn't the idea but, of spirituality? But at the same time, um, I, I do respect Tim Tebow because out of all these other guys who – who are you know, you know bastards off the field? Yeah, he walks it like he talks it. That is true. I mean, true. he's That's a guy who was a Heisman Trophy winner who was openly a virgin and said, "I'm going to be a virgin till the day I get married because I believe in the." You know what I'm saying? But and doesn't that, that subject him uh, subject him to uh, you know us you know coming down on him? What if it turns out that he wasn't? Oh yeah. That's the problem that you have when you're putting yourself out there as like a. But then you the know, problem the, is you don't the worship false gods. The, What's that? that? Then the problem is the hypocrisy, not the presentation. Like no. he's saying, like the presentation is is defendable because he's not a hypocrite. But what if he is? But what, what if, if he is? They, by the, the way, they, run, they all turn well. out to be Most of hypocrites. Time, yeah. well, like you were saying, the creeps off the field. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all. You know, there was. I as a matter of fact, in football, they have this giant prayer at the end. You know, it's like <laughs> we just kicked all your asses, but. Yeah. Now we're going to pray about it. And I also have a thing with like, okay, so you did that. I think, and I know I'm being funny. I think if you throw an interception is when you need to, is when you need to get on your knees and go, thank you for the opportunity to find out more about my throwing arm. You know what what I mean? can I do next time to make sure that that pattern works out a little better? Thank yeah. you, God, for this lesson, because I think that that's where the lessons come. Yeah. The lessons come through pain. They don't come through your success. You don't get you don't get a, a lesson from the higher source by scoring a touchdown. You get it from the failure and the failure and the failure and the failure and the failure, and then you come to the presence, the presence of yeah. what it is. I mean, right? The people. So who wouldn't that make from, more sense? People who really learn from their mistakes are the people who become excellent at what they do. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But why show that off? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there's a form of him. You know, I don't think that he needs to do that, and he subjects himself to my criticism and many other people's criticism yeah. as well. Whereas if you kept it to yourself and just walked the walk, they would find out. It's like attraction being not promoting. You know, I mean, just be attractive. Be that guy that, that, that people – and that, that we got too much of him too is what I thought. Yeah, it, it was it was overwhelming. But And I, I got to cut guys in the NFL some slack though because everyone gets – Everyone gets upset when they're involved in either violence or violent, aggressive activity off the field. You've been you've been told since you were probably yeah. born to be this unbelievably aggressive, yeah. dynamic force, and they're they're working, fueling themselves at a level that all humans, even even MMA fighters, because I know MMA fighters personally that were former NFL players, and they're like, this is this is a breeze compared to really? getting what I had to go. Really, I had an MMA that, fighter. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
The NFL is worse than MMA fighting. They, the, these it's guys, a breezy MMA. They fighting? said that on a on a wow. on a Sunday afternoon after a game in the NFL, every player on the field that was a starter or, or, or gets yeah. you know major snaps that it's it's Tuesday before you can even function normally again. Mm. Monday's a write off. Monday is right. everybody sits in ice and just right. black, and you, maybe you talk plays and stuff. But it's a he said your body, the human body shouldn't do something anything that it needs seventy two forty eight hours to seventy two hours to just get out of bed. Mm. And you're doing that for seasons at a time if you have a long career. And and these guys are they're when the when the sport was invented, no one anticipated people would run this fast and be this strong. No, and exactly. they're crushing each exactly. other. Exactly, they weren't and, even wearing wow. a face mask right. when it was invented. And 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 then you ask these guys to then turn it off, get off the field, and turn it off and be these huggable like nice guys. Right. No, they're right. brutal, brutal. Yeah, and people. we live in a hugging society, which yeah. makes no sense. When I'm coaching kids, I have no idea how to do it. It's like, come on, get in there, smash them, and then pick them up and give them a hug and tell them he's okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're more, more with Mike Catherwood coming up. Uh, so, uh, by the way, I have to get to this sort of thing, Joel. We talked about this on the break. Is Let's announce the songs that are coming up or the artists. Yeah. Who do you have coming up, uh, Today I've been playing Lindsay Sterling. She's this amazing violinist and dancer, and she plays. she's starting to do this dubstep stuff that I think is really cool. Lindsay Sterling. Lindsay so let's Sterling. hear from her yeah. and a word from our... Uh, the people that pay yeah. other people to keep us on the air. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Mike Catherwood, more with him, and uh, right after this. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on toadhopnetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording you? Oh! To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape, games galore, everything you're looking for. Kindle, cameras, electronics, baby Einstein, hooked on phonics, Blu-ray, movies, and TV, download, music, MP3, Pixar, Disney, microphones, pet supplies, and doggy bones. World of Warcraft, Nancy Drew, Sims, the Scruffs, Ishtim too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping's even free. Hey, Toad Hop listeners, the sports guru. And the butt knocker. From the Sportscast, Wednesdays, 4 to 6, Pacific Standard Time. You got to check us out, man. We do sports like nobody else. Cover NHL, NBA, NCAA, NFL. We cover all sports. We got You Got Not the Fuck Out, Bonehead of the Week. Check us out on Toad Hop Network, 4 to 6 on Wednesdays. And if you miss it, go back and watch it live, toadhopnetwork.com, or download the audio from iTunes. While you're there, leave a comment and rate the show. Hey, guys, we need it. We're the nickel and dime show of the network. Check us out. A lot of fun. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered.
listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Hi, everybody. It's uh, Craig Shoemaker here. Mike Catherwood is our guest. Mike yes. Catherwood. Sarah asked him if he's a sex expert because he's been, host he's been hosting Loveline for the last... Uh, four years, almost. Uh, four yeah. years, okay. Very popular show. I don't know if you have it in your area, but uh, can you you can now stream it, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Live. And uh, the at Podcast One, you can podcast of the show. You know, podcast of the show at Podcast One. Mm -hmm. And... It, <laughs> What do you What do you laughing? Fix it. I'm, I'm fixing it. She's fix getting it. her bra fixed as we speak. Why yeah. couldn't I fix the bra? Because I, I, I'm the one that broke it. I took I took that bra <laughs> it's down. Not, it's not creepy when Joel does it. <laughs> <laughs> We've known each other since we were teenagers. It's not weird. Okay. You guys well, look like you're teenagers. Yeah. Yay. He does. He the does. kind of that teen thing. Yeah. Yeah. And Joel sleeps on couches, so yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's doing the full teen thing. I don't. We just keep reminding yeah. him of it. If you don't advance in your life, you don't age, right? Like I've got all the time I need. Is that how you justify yeah. it, Joel? That's what I'm hoping happens. <laughs> yeah, so I have a question. I have a sex question, and I wanted to see if Mike... Now I can't look him in the eyes because it's going to it's gonna be about my body. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, first of all, you asked him off the air if, he is a if sex he's a sex expert. expert. And yeah. you said... He not really, but I banged a lot of girls. Yeah. <laughs> but you also said you've learned a lot. Uh, about partly what? Partly from being from doc with Dr. Drew, yeah, right? Every single night I sit there and, and listen to him give the same answers about certain topics. And, and so I, I've definitely picked up some, but I, I would not at all... It'd be an insult to actual experts to call myself an expert. Right. So here's my question. Right. Are we ready? Yeah. I like you to look at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... Have I broken my vagina by using a vibrator for so long? Oh no, there, they, there, there has been some talk of like actual desensitization, but yeah. um, it's it's with extreme kind of measures. Okay, so here I'll tell you how yeah. long. I mean, I've been using. My mom was a massage therapist, so I had access to this. I found it when I was younger, like By the way, up don't until look at I'm me 28. This <laughs> it's I'm so, out. Okay, okay, so I up can't up, even look at you again. Great. And so it's up until like 28, but it's not been every day all the time, but it's a lot. It's a lot. And I feel I'm nervous that I broke it. You didn't. <laughs> and then how long does it take for it to come back? So should I stop using it altogether? Only if you feel like it's it's actually going to cause some type of mental problem. But in actuality, <laughs> no, because I mean, it'd be mental? more or like a psychosomatic problem right, where right. you're hung up on the idea of mm -hmm. it being desensitized. In actuality, it probably isn't. But look at it this way. You're like the majority of women who don't, don't have vaginal canal orgasms. You only receive orgasms from clitoral stimulation. Right. So what difference does it make if you're doing that by the means of using your hand during sex or if it's a vibrator during sex or if it's would by a, yourself? Would a hand work as well as a vibrator or do I have to like learn how to do I have to learn how to do that. I, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, also I, I think a lot of women are under the assumption that if they incorporate their hand or, 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 or a toy on, on their clitoris, mm -hmm during sex like the guy's going to be somehow offended yeah um which is not true because i i speak for myself i don't know what you guys think okay I, I when it comes to the female orgasm i'm just so consumed with bringing a girl to that point it's by any means necessary <laughs> yeah. yeah and if really? she were to be yeah. open with me and say look at this is how i go this is my thing i would be overjoyed at the fact that i had some type of insight into how she was you know working right. because female wow, orgasm not, not that way at all female <laughs> orgasms are like snowflakes though whereas the guys we're pretty we're pr we're pretty much one we're like AC one. Delco parts. I mean, we're like one, <laughs> one way fits, and we blow a load, and we blow a load. Mm -hmm. Girls, it's so intricate. Yeah, and yeah. and individual. Yeah. So I mean, I'm happy just having any really? assistance possible. I, I don't. I I want to keep trying different methods so that I can be the guy that does that. So you. I want to be the guy that achieves something she has not been able to 
do except for you know pulling the props like carrot top over here. I mean, which is understandable. You want to be a thorough lover, but at the same, yeah. you got to you're denying the fact that women have biological limitations. That's something you can't work through. I mean, there's no amount of vaginal sex that's going to make certain women. The majority of women have an orgasm. There's just no amount of vaginal, you know, kind of in out work. That we're, they need direct clitoral stimulation, right. and, that, and our bodies, our penises, weren't designed for that. You know, tongues are. So, you know, I, yeah, so, I, guys, so I, yeah, so well, I was worried about. We have a caller that wants to talk to you about yeah. this. Okay, we have a caller. Great. So okay, Mike Catherwood is our guest, who's used to having callers. It's usually called Loveline. Today, it's not. <laughs> and who's who's this? We don't have screeners. It's called Love Master Line. Yeah, somebody actually said on Twitter, "There's two Love Masters <laughs> here," but both of us have a different perspective on this. I think you work harder. In achieving, uh, helping a woman, uh, first of all, relaxation, I think, has a lot mm -hmm. to do with it. Yeah. And the mind has a lot to do with it. So if your mind is, I think you were talking about it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy eventually. Yeah. If you keep convincing yourself of this, that's I'm broken. That's the big thing with men and premature ejaculation is it's mm. it's all up in the head. Oh, know? totally. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when, when I would ever have that happen was always the first time with her. Or or always or when I mean I I suffer from premature ejaculation pretty often now yeah sometimes yeah. oh my god I could never I I just I get too excited sometimes oh I'm, my I'm god quick to the no, yeah really I was just told I could recently. go forever until I pull in some fantasy that gets me well there you go okay. see I, I'm not I I I that's the way I am round two and I'm always good for round two I, I'll yeah. Give, I'll give myself credit that I'm, 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 a, I'm a consistent premature ejaculator, but I'm always good for. You like, mean, he means the night of round two. I mean, the moment after. Yeah. Like, I'll just. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know about moment. How long is that moment? <laughs> I don't know. I've just started dating somebody where it's like multiple times in a night, and it's awesome. It's, well, that's the way him, to go, I think, for yeah. guys. Him. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm way over that. No, it's awesome. <laughs> How long have you been married? Uh, seven years. Well, that, I mean, that's part of it. Yeah, I mean. Well, because no, because not because I'm saying because oh, but you're you're over that. I meant because you and your wife have probably got a really good system. I mean, where you it's really, really you know system. each other's bodies and and each other's psyche like the back of your hand. It's not so only you, that; boom. she doesn't want. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to go forever anymore. Yeah. It's like I'm tired. I got things to do. I got kids to take care of. Let's do this and have a great time. Both of us know what each other's needs are, but yeah. there's no more. Because I mean, there's part of my ego is going. Come on, yeah. you know. Let's go. Take it all. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want it all. That's the other thing. She's yeah. like limiting how much all goes yeah. there. I can see that. Yeah. I can't believe she listens to this Are show. Are we it's still, terrible. is the caller still there? No, they're long gone. Oh. They, they never, I said so. you're on the air or whatever, and they didn't even uh, show up. You can call. That was my fault because I, I kind of talked over that poor caller. No, no, you didn't. They were just got chicken. Not a lot of people. <laughs> just, I've, I've been very friend. lucky. I have, a, I have a very like sexual wife, and, and mm -hmm. we've only been married a short time, so I'm sure this will all change, but mm -hmm. it's, it's very easy <laughs> to, to kind of. Pick our spots where we can still have it all, even though we've been. I can't believe that you still premature ejaculate. Uh, to me, that was always the first <laughs> time. I remember this one. This one, I convinced her to go upstairs with me. We're in a hotel bar, and I actually pulled it out. This mm -hmm. is a horrible story, but I pulled it. out. I said, "Oh, you haven't had one because you had a steady boyfriend. You haven't seen anything <laughs> like this, have you?" And I did the love master. Yeah, baby, oh, love master. <laughs> and we get in the elevator. Oh, press twelve. That's what I got for you. Fold it in half, baby. Yeah, I was doing the whole thing, and she's, "Oh my god, my god, my god, I got it." And I swear, I came out of character when we got to the bed. I went, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> boom, done. 
then I'm Barney Fife. Well, how'd you like that one? There, yeah. about two seconds. <laughs> it was terrible. You, but th- I, then I get motivated she, to she go round two. No, she didn't have a round two. To no. Got no time for round two. I told her what I was going to do to her. So I feel bad to this yeah. day that she like cheated on her man, you know, to be with me. <laughs> and I like and I was huff puff squirt. I was yeah. done. And but that's when it happens is when you have the mind pressure yeah. of oh my God, I gotta be you know, and, and then you have to did you ever do this? Did you ever start to prolong their happiness? Now, Sarah, you're not gonna relate to this, it's for the guys. Did you ever like prolong their <laughs> happiness by thinking of things that would never get you excited, yeah, like the oh, yeah. worst things possible. That, that, I turns I out hear what's we, on had, your list. we had some sex expert on that was like a like a clinical sex expert, yeah. and she was I was telling her about my uh, problems, and she said that that's the worst possible thing you can do because when I feel like I'm gonna premature ejaculate, I think of when I was a little boy, my dad took me to New York <laughs> City. My dad took me to New York City, and uh, I, I just remember walking down. Uh, we were like on, on a side street off of Park Avenue. And uh, this is my first, I was really little. I was like six or seven years old. And uh, I I looked down this alley and there was a huge pile of trash. I mean, maybe four feet tall. And out of the top of it, almost like a volcano, there was like four or five rats coming out the top of it. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, oh my God. It has grossed me out so much. So I like, and not only do I think about that pile of trash with the rats in it, I try to take myself back to that place yeah. of seeing it and just get, I get so disgusted. Yeah. And it's, that's like a terrible thing well, to do. Because well, then you that? lose your boner? Yeah. No, you don't lose your You don't boner. lose your boner. I mean, it works, but it's just stays. bad. It's just uh, a bad thing. To, according to her, it, it, you, yeah. you start to have a negative association to sex. And it's really? Like, yeah, because yeah. the other night, because he gets boners all the time. Like just this guy that I've been okay. seeing, he gets them all the time. And so just even by like any touch, even if we've done stuff, okay. any touch. And then so he had to go pee. So he's like, I just got to wait for him minute too and i was like okay well should i show you some pictures of my nieces and nephews he's like absolutely not like i don't want to have that picture in my brain with yeah. a boner and so is that kind of what this I, 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 when i beat off That's when similar. i beat off i uh, in my bathroom of the new house i have with my wife there's pictures of like her family and my family up along the the shelf in the bathroom <laughs> and um i always have to flop them down because i don't want to look in the eyes of like my nieces or my grandma while i'm beating off try having kids yeah oh i bet that's the worst yeah because the other day the other day uh my wife was asleep and in the old days she said i don't care roll me over wake me i don't care you can have it anytime you want and this particular night that was not the case i said i'll show her yeah and i just right next to her but then I'm going, oh, my God, the kids. What if the kids, you know? And I'm, so I, I was like, it's it's like I'm more nervous about that than actually seeing us having sex. Yeah. You know, the masturbating. Well, I, and, and you, my, that's an easier lie to pull off. Be, your kid catching you beat off than your kid catching you have sex. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. a much easier lie. You'd be like, oh, I had a scratch down there. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> you know, it like, and I could only get to the scratch if I was hard. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was in the middle. Right in the middle of the shit. Right in the middle. Or something. <laughs> if someone so. masturbates several times a day, does that mean that they have a sex addiction? How can you tell? Hmm. How old is he? 34. Oh, fuck. How old is she? Several, several times a day? He masturbates several times a day? This is just a friend of mine. Nobody no. I'm dating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't. It, look, it's, it's the same with drugs and alcohol. It's not about volume. It's not about... It, it's about the consequences. I beat off every day. I beat off, you know, even if I have sex in my way. But How I, I've never, I've never, I would never be late to work. To, right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a, I mean, they're a sex, I, people that I know that are sex addicts have, have taken days off of work and made their penis bleed from masturbation. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah. and we're talking, it's a, it's yeah. a whole different level. Okay. It affects things. A, he- a healthy 34 year old guy who's got it, you know, who, who's really active and, and got a lot going on for him. I could easily see him just 
need to pull out. It affects your intimacy. <laughs> it doesn't. I yeah, mean, it doesn't. Okay. So far, I don't know. Well, there, there it's you. just my friend. We don't have sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. so you think of rats in a dumpster? Yeah. <laughs> I used to. Yeah. Oh, you don't do that anymore. No, I try not to. Oh, because of this expert. Yeah. So this expert was sort of an intervention for you. Did you, have, did you have tips on then what to do? Yeah, like of? certain type of breathing and and breathing. Uh, and, and like really? I said, is you know I I I'm a big believer in meditation, so I've tried mm. to channel that you know like really slow controlled inhale and then twice the length on the exhale, breathing only through the nose, and mm. try to feel the the, in, the 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 breath going up your spine and mm. down your spine, and so it takes the focus on my body off of my, but I'm still right. in, internal internalizing the experience, and uh, I'm gonna it try seems this. to work. You know, I got to get rid of. I yeah. use the same one for years. Let me hear yours. My grandfather in the casket. Yeah, it's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. I've seen him so many times now. I don't have to. You guys are looking at me with like a stern look. I'm just thinking, like, what would happen if then someone showed you a picture of your grandfather in a casket? Would it have the reverse effect? Yeah, you know? would you get a it's little like hard? It's like Pavlov's dog. Yeah. yeah. Would you get wrong hard? What's wrong with you? Would ask that question. Instant, instant load. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm a, almost I'm a, a, what, a necrophiliac. I'm going to get a heart well, for my dead grandfather. You're the sense. one who said that you think of your dead grandfather during sex. No, yeah. no, it makes no, sense. To not have right. the, the uh, you know, the explosion, uh -huh. I'm going because now I'm, I'm I'm off on another land, and now meanwhile she's a little happy because I keep going. Right. Let's get a caller. <laughs> Hopefully this caller is gonna. Hello, you're on with Craig Shoemaker. Mike Catherwood is our special guest. Who is this? Hi, bunnies. It's Anthony. Hey, hello, oh, Anthony. Hey, yeah, yeah. It's heard so much about you, Gay Anthony. We were just talking about we you. Were. Oh, Jesus. Okay. The air well, we were. I missed that. Thankfully, to a, thanks to a meeting, but I'll catch up on it later. So, so tell us uh, your call. Do you know who Mike Catherwood is? Have you ever listened to Loveline? Um, yes, and I want to know more, but that's a horse of a different color. Okay. Um, <laughs> my question is really talk. for Mike around his um, marriage. Yeah. So you were recently married, and <clears throat> what I'd like to know is one thing that you're looking forward to in your marriage, you know, going forward um, in your life. Um, that's a great question. I think as I'm going to hang up. You can hear the answer. It, it is a Thank good question. You. Um, Thank you. Uh, first and foremost, having children. I mean, I, I've always wanted to. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to becoming a father. Um, but outside of that, I, I think as my wife changes as a person, as she gets older and changes her perspective on things, I'm looking forward to seeing how I can grow as a person as well and still stay kind mm -hmm. of congruent in, mm -hmm. in our love for each other and, and seeing eye to eye. And, yeah. see, you know, really what a marriage being all – at least as someone who's a rookie to doing it um, – I, I see it as a way that two people who were growing as as separate yeah. units can grow together. And inevitably, people change their outlook on everything as they get older. And I want to see how I can adapt and grow and, and, and grow with Which her. is a great goal to have, yeah. by the way. I think it's very wow. similar to something we talked about earlier is there's too many choices out there. Mm -hmm. There's choices of porn. There's choices of people walking around with hardly any clothes on. There's choices of – I mean it's just out there. Yeah, it's like it's it's all on steroids now because and then we become sort of desensitized to what your goal is is to get closer and to have more love in your life and to transform together and grow together and so on, right? I, I, yeah, it's, definitely. It's a different goal than you're going to find on television. But you know what? Not I, MTV's Grow Today. <laughs> it took a, it took a lot of hard work to get to yeah, that point. Course. I mean, it took a lot of therapy yeah. and a lot of like introspection to get even get to the point where I would want to get married again after my first marriage. Right. And nothing against my my ex wife. It, it really what had nothing to do with it. We were match. just we were not good people for yeah, each other, yeah. and um, 
and I just didn't have that desire. I didn't have that desire to kind of really look into someone else and see what they wanted out of life and, and try to alter my outlook to, to better fit theirs. Um, that and, and that takes effort. I mean, I think also another big thing that people, by and large, especially in like the self-help world or the relationship advice world, they're so reluctant to say that, no, it's it's hard work. Like, the, you know, when you meet Mr. Right, it's like that, ladies, and everything is going to be like uh, the notebook. No, even the best of relationships are fucking effort, like real effort, a day in and day out, constantly taking dibs and inventory on what Can I you... disagree? No, of course not. I mean, of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went to, do you mind if I disagree? And I, of course you can disagree. I, I disagree because I now have the experience of that's not true. I, and I used to think that it was. Uh, but I will say is it's hard work on yourself. And you were alluding to that earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is once the work of self is done, if you have another person in that relationship who works on self, you have a great relationship. That that's if a you, very true statement. If you can if you can allow that and and allow them to have their path and their freedom of that path, that's the best thing you can do for someone. Is I find this. And not try to control or yeah, – what I don't like about a lot of the books is here's how to get your man right. as if it applies to everyone. Here's how to keep your man. Here's how to keep your woman. Here's what to say to them. Here's what to do to them. That's not authentic self. If you become your authentic self and bring that into a relationship with another person yeah. who also has that as a goal, that's the basis. Yeah. And then you go from there. And I have found that it is not work. But it does not take work to do that is to now I just show up and as this self that I'm – happy with Craig you bring up an excellent yeah. point you know, yeah. without question and I, I guess I should redact my statement that it's it's work as in a, in a thorough sense it, it, it shouldn't be work to try to figure out how to change someone else or try to yeah. work with right. someone else right right um, because right. that's that's just a bad relationship yeah. where you're constantly on edge and not wondering but hmm. the way I look at it is to better yourself as a person takes effort yeah and to yeah. better yourself in a, as a person is takes is crucial to having a better relationship. And in, in my new, with my new wife and in, in glaring contrast to my ex-wife and other long-term relationships mm -hmm. that I had before that, she somehow, and I don't even think that she puts much effort into that. She puts in a lot of effort into making herself a better person. She's very into meditation and, and your wife she goes now. On, yes, she goes on retreats and does these things. There's and the in turn, she works so hard on strengthening her feminine energy mm -hmm. that it motivates me. It, intrinsically motivates me to mm -hmm. strengthen my masculine energy. I mean, Fantastic. she really pushes me to want to become a better person. I, there's times when I'll be like sitting around the house waiting to go to work. At, when you go to work at 10 o'clock at night, there's a lot of like Matthew McConaughey time where I feel like, <laughs> shouldn't I be doing something? I'm kind of just sitting here shirtless. And so, you know, my wife will come home and, and she'll just, and, and I'll be like, Hey, you want to, you want to go for a walk uh, with the dogs and go sit on the beach and read. And, and she just something about her makes me want to be smarter, makes me want to be wow. hard, more hardworking, makes me want to be because I feel like I have a standard to hold up to to be her husband. To because be her. she's working right. on herself, exactly, and she's making herself better. And it's not like a competition, but if you could call no. it that, there is some level of I got to keep up. My Ayurvedic That's, doctor made a, a, an analogy. She said in a, in a great in a great marriage. Look at the woman as the ocean because the woman's feelings and emotions are constantly changing. She's she's always going to be there. She's ever steady, but she's always changing like the ebb and the flow of the ocean. Mm -hmm. You have to be the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. You have to be that rock that not only provides her foundation, but well, also provides light along the ocean for her to see better see herself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, it's a pretty damn good analogy. That's pretty yeah. good. Wait, what is that? How do guys do that? Like, what does that even mean? Like, that blows my mind. <laughs> like, so they have to, I, I mean, have... 
such an understanding about what she's going through and the emotions or they're more of the rock like the consistent rock is we that don't what have you're to saying? understand it i think it was what you're saying is we have to be the light yeah you have to just be the light so you just be you, what you, what does that mean the light you be you work on your strength and you work on your purpose and that is to shed light now other some people are going to ignore that light and they're going to go in a different direction but the person who you know you're in love with, this light is there for at their disposal. They could ignore it. They could put blinders on, whatever they want. But most of the people will go to that light if they are in love with you. Accountability, it, I think. Accountability yeah. and 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 responsibility. Those are the, like the, I guess the tenets of what it would mean to be that foundation for her. Uh, to give you an example, in my own life, my wife is an actress, and she just went through a brutal pilot season, and um, she had been on a series for eight, eight seasons leading up to this year, mm -hmm. so she hadn't had to do it, and television has changed so yeah, dramatically. She, and by her own admission, was accustomed to getting off a show and walking right onto another one, not wow. even auditioning. It's like their directors and, and showrunners are meeting about this show, go meet on this one and go meet on this one, decide which one you want to go. That's how it went in 2002 or whatever. Mm -hmm. she, and uh, she she was just brutalized by walking into rooms with 20 other uh, actresses and, you know, Meryl Streep being there and stuff. And you're like, <laughs> right, right. oh my, you know, Dustin Hoffman's going to be on this yeah. show and I, they want, I'm auditioning, come on. And, and getting rejected, them telling her she's too old or too, I mean, just brutal things. Yeah. And instead of, coming home and, and patting her on the back every day and saying, it's going to be okay, honey. Just look on the bright side of life. When she would get down on herself, I would call her on her bullshit. Mm. I would say, I would turn off the TV, look at her. I'd be like, that's, you yeah. know, you are so talented. You've had, you've come all this way. You got off a car, out of a car uh, from Seattle, not having any experience. And you've been working thoroughly ever since. And you've dealt with personal struggles and immense personal struggles and still managed to show up and, and do your best. And, and like, this is just a little bit of, of, of you being up against the ropes, and I'm not going to stand for and you. That's the lighthouse, right? And that's it, the lighthouse. A lot You're of shedding guys, light onto something that it's, it appears as an illusion of darkness. A lot of guys will, in hopes of making a bridge, be oh yes, honey, no, no, no problem. Right. And a lot of times, there's that's the right thing to do. <laughs> but every once in a while, you have to take a stand and, and force your wife to you know like i mean for, for lack of a better word call her on her bullshit because it, when a woman gets too overly precious or starts overthinking something yeah and then mm -hmm. you know like you have to be there to, to, there to guide her that, through it there is that thing that women mm -hmm. do I've, I've been with women in the past they go don't try to fix my feelings yeah. just listen to a guy that sounds so ridiculous yeah. you don't go to the home depot and go is there a section i can just cry you know just, <laughs> yeah. you know i don't want any tools to fix the leak my house is about to flood but the, uh, you the, know we want to have a purpose you know and uh, that is t it is a difficult thing to Accept. The best clarity on how women just enjoy talking more, I yeah. think, was pointed out in a fam episode of The Family Guy where Peter actually turned into a woman. Yeah. And he, he had a surgery to become a woman. And he calls up Quagmire. He goes, uh, Hey, Quagmire. And he's like, what are, you, what are you doing, Peter? Nothing. Just thought we'd talk. Like, oh, wait, you're calling me just to talk? You don't have a point? You just want to talk? You can hear my voice? Yeah, I just thought we'd chit chat. <laughs> Mike Catherwood, how uh, the music means that we're. We have to depart. Yeah, uh, wait, where can we find you? A love Line, five nights a week. Check your local listings. Lovelineshow.com. And also now the Mike and Dr. Drew podcast, which, Craig, you're going to have to join us on. Right. Oh. I just wrote him about that. I want to come on there. I'd love to. Where do you do that at? Next Monday. Come come, uh, come, be a guest and then stay for Loveline for a little bit. Monday. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll do that. Mike and Dr. Drew podcast. We're, we're actually very proud of it. And I, I don't mean to, to be a shameless sure. hack, but uh, Dr. Drew and I really do invest a lot of time and effort into it. And we talk about all the things we'd like to talk about on Loveline. But, you know, we, we have a, a responsibility to, to take calls, you know? Yeah. And you yeah. also That's have great. sponsors and stuff like yeah. that podcast. You can let it loose and yeah. really uh, be authentic is what we were talking a lot about today. 
Well, I'd love to come on, and uh, I will accept that invitation. Thank you guys for okay. having me. Seriously, uh, thank it's you. a awesome. real pleasure. And follow you on Twitter. I think it's Mike Catherwood. At Mike Catherwood. Uh, yes. At Mike Catherwood. And, uh, and let them know how you felt today. Uh, we, had, we had a great day. Fun day. Super great. Great laughidation. Joel, thanks <laughs> so much for participating in that. Anytime. And subjecting yourself to yep. that kind of... I hope you feel uplifted and feel better after your guided lapidation. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I do. Let's see Sarah, Sarah yeah. go take a bath. Oh, thank you. I just wanted to shed some light on it's, your stink. It does stink. <laughs> you, smell, smell, you smell great, Sarah, okay? All right. Stephanie will like be a back woman next should. week. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know who's coming in next week again? Uh, Brian and Jill. You might know uh, Brian from the Mark and Brian show, but he's oh, now Brian nice. and Jill podcast. Maybe she and I will sing again. Mm. Ooh, We're going to bring back some more Broadway. They'll be here next week, and you have yourself a wonderful laugh-filled week. And I'll see you at Arlington at the Arlington Draft House this weekend right outside of D.C. We're going to protest lack of laughter. See you then. <laughs>